Welcome to Podcasts of Ravnica. I'm Greg Tito, host of Dragon Talk, the official Dungeons & Dragons podcast. You know, fans are excited for the first major product combining the lore of Magic the Gathering's Plane of Ravnica with D&D mechanics for fantasy role-playing in Guildmaster's Guide to Ravnica. To celebrate the launch of Guildmaster's Guide to Ravnica, we asked the D20 Dames podcast to recruit new members of the D&D and Magic Live Play community to create 10 one-shot stories, each focusing on a different guild in the sprawling city of Ravnica. Hopefully by listening to these episodes, you get introduced to the possibilities of storytelling in Ravnica and maybe find one or two new podcasts to follow. To find out more about these groups and Guildmaster's Guide to Ravnica, available in game stores now and everywhere, November 20th, head to dnd.wizards.com slash ggtr or check out our live video programming on twitch.tv slash dnd. I hope you enjoy this episode of Podcast of Ravnica, brought to you by Dum Dum Die, with special guests Kyle Classet from Bombarded, focusing on the Simic Combine. Hmm. Welcome to Dum 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 Die, an all female, all awesome D and D, and usually homebrew adventure. But this week we have a very special, special episode. We are going to be playing in the magical world of the Guildmaster's Guide to Ravnica. We are part of an amazing group of podcasts that are all exploring Ravnica, and Ravnica is basically. Uh, set within the confines well not confines but basically set focused on 10 different guilds so there's 10 podcasts and each one is focusing on a guild within uh, Ravnica also note you don't have to play a guild but I think they'll just be much more fun because politics and shenanigans and um, trying to get one over the other guilds is always worth worth a lot of fun so we will be playing uh, a guild called the Simic Combine. Before I introduce the guild more, let me actually introduce ourselves, if this is your first time hearing Dum Dum Die. My name is Carla Harris, and I'm the GM of the game. Um, and we're actually based in South Africa, except for one of our players, Kurt, who is moved to China um, after joining us, but is joining us via special Skype and Discord and OBS. We have quite a, quite a setup to get her uh, through. Um, I'm going to let my players introduce themselves and their characters and their character races as well um, because we were lucky enough to uh, look at the Ravnica book. We are going to show you some races that you've never seen, some classes you've never seen, um, and we just hope it excites you to play within Ravnica because we're very excited to play. So I'm going to start on my left. Kut, I think you'll go after Wednesday, so let's go on my left. Okay, hi guys. My name is Nicole, and the character that I am playing is Leah. Um, she is a Devkarin, which is a, a dark elf drow. Her skin is a copperish with a hue and traces of green, and she has this long, blonde, um, loosely plaited hair with um, hazel eyes. Uh, she has this beautiful leather corset and um, leather shorts with knee-high black combat boots. And that is basically 
what she looks like. So a note uh, with Ravnica, because Ravnica is basically a fully built up city and Ravnica is actually the name of the city, but because the city expands over the whole plain, the whole plain is also called Ravnica. And because it's a city, uh, the dark elves in, in this setting are actually, their skin color is not black. Their skin color is human shades, including copper tones, because they basically live in the city as well. Perfect. Nice to meet you, Leah. Guys, can we actually do cut? Because it's very difficult to say I'm a base of a, of a Dalkin and we haven't described what a Vidalkin is. Kut, actually, let's go with you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, all right. Hello, uh, I'm Kut. Uh, I'm the one in China. And I'm playing a Vidalkin today. Her name is Azar. Uh, Vidalkins are basically humanoid looking, but they're taller than humans. They're a little bit slender. Um, they also have no hair and they have um, blue skin. And I call them Liz Taylor eyes because they're, vel- what's it? Because they're violet. Whoop, whoop. Um, they have no external ears <laughs> and their noses are broad and flat. Perfect. And Vidalkins are usually part of the Simic Combine. Uh, she's a sorcerer. Oh, and then Leah is a? Leah is also a sorcerer. Perfect. Hi, my name is Kirsten. I'm going to be playing quite a bit of a different race today. I'm playing a Simic Hybrid, which is a Vidalkin like Kurt, but she is baby blue skinned and has been uh, experimented on genetically in, in a bio. Growth chamber. Bio growth chamber. Uh, She is baby blue in skin tone color. And she has uh, these massive spotted eagle ray wings that um, help her glide. And she also has two tentacles for what would be her hair coming down her back. So what Kirsten's playing is actually a really, really cool um, character race class in uh, Ravnica and specifically for our uh, guild which is the Simic Combine so the Simic Combine are biomancers and they like to mess around with bioengineering and so uh, a class slash race you can play or add on to if you play an elf, a human or a Vidalcan is you can become a Simic hybrid which allows you to get two additional features such as the appendages and the Manta gliding skill, which Kirsten has. Wednesday. Hi, I'm Wednesday, and today I'm playing the character Daria. Daria is um, of the merfolk. She has black eyes, um, ivory skin, and her hair is blue-black and wavy, and it's more like... um, sort of kelpie rather than actual hair. She also has in her sort of leg form rather than with the tail, um, she has fins, uh, spiny fins along her forearms and on the sides of her legs. Um, Yeah, and because she's a monk, she also has tattoos running down from her throat Um, down her abdomen and down her arms of little fish in different colors. Perfect. So those are the characters that are going to be playing our one shot within Ravnica today. So just a little bit about the Simic Combine before we jump in. If this is your first taste of Ravnica and if this is your first taste of the Simic Combine, essentially the Simic Combine, as I said, are biomancers and they're really focused on how can we 
improve the world, and, but the harmony of nature and the cityscape, but perhaps help evolution along a little bit. And the Summit Combine is concerned with two very important concepts called hold fast, which is uh, about sort of like about algae and it's it's actually a concept from the ocean in that some algae and coral hold fast to the floor. So it's to stay the course and don't stray from nature, as well as something called the upwelling, which is it's new and enlivened should replace the old. So it's a mixture of, um, for those of you who do play Magic the Gathering, it's blue and green. And how the Summit Combine works is it forms into different clades. So clades are basically research groups. And what's going to happen is our adventurers are forming a clade today. And they are heading to the hall where they're going to be in front of the guild mistress. Her name is Zagana. She is also a merfolk. And that's where we begin. You are in the guild hall of the Simic Combine. This is in one of the Zonots. Zonots are essentially, um, there was an earthquake which created some, what the Simic Combine calls Zonots, but essentially it was holes inside Ravnica where water can come up a little bit and at each Zonot is a Simic Combine uh, guild hall or clade. You walk into uh, the guild mistress's Zagana's hall. She is a speaker of the clade. She is not necessarily the be-all and end-all. She says she is prime speaker and anyone can overthrow her if they wanted to. Just no one has. <laughs> Standing next to her is Rill. You know him quite well. He is a Vidalcan fighter and he is also uh, her friend and bodyguard. You, This would be your first time having a private audience with the Prime Speaker Zagana. She is sitting in a chair around the hall. You are in quite a cavernous room. The walls uh, are draped in algae. It's, it looks like it's grown there, but it's been sort of tastefully combed so that it, it looks decorative. So it's not changing how it grows. It's just formed to make patterns and swirls and um, interesting shapes. The room is quite cavernous as it opens up towards the ceiling. Uh, you know three floors below this room is access to water. This, however, is um, not in water because this is where uh, other people from Ravnica would actually come to have a meeting with uh, the Simic Combine. It's not usual because the Simic Combine is quite isolationist. As much as they do get involved in the guild politics, they prefer to keep to themselves. The Prime Speaker is sitting there and she is a shade of obsidian with shimmering uh, patches where the light touches her skin that look pearlescent. She has fighting uh, fins coming from her hips, spreading outwards in electric blue. Her hair doesn't look like hair so much as it looks like a fish's fighting fin, you know, like a, a Japanese fighter fish. Uh, she is holding a trident. Her armor... You're unsure when you look at it, you, you're unsure if her armor is part of her body or if it's over and on top of her body, as it appears the almost as if it's a carapace of her own body. Her legs, as Wednesday said, also have the fighting fins along. 
and she has electric blue patterning across her face as well. She looks at you with her golden eyes and she says to you, Lia, Daria, Mantil, Azar. I have called you here. I know you are unformed in the clay as of yet. As this is a matter that is delicate, I thought it best to call upon a group that had not been formed on a project yet. Should you succeed, I will give your clade much renown. I have lost contact with one of our prime biomancers. I have not been able to speak to Radu in, I would say, and then Roll leans over to her. Roll is a Vidalcan uh, fighter. He leans over to her and he whispers. Uh, she nods her head. Yes, I would say two months. I know they were busy researching on the Guardian Project. Um, so for those of you out listening, the Guardian Project is essentially what they call the projects of experiments and of building the Simic Combines. Uh, Simic hybrids. hybrids. Sorry, we are the Simic Combine. <laughs> I suppose it does build the Simic Combine anyway. Technically, so, Mantille would be a guardian. Yeah, so Mantille could call herself a guardian if she would like. I am also worried that sometimes uh, the usual might have happened. When she says the usual might have happened, uh, everyone would know that the Simic Combine also does experiments on building creatures, basically. Think Dr. Frankenstein. Um, and it's, yeah, and it's known that sometimes these experiments escape and try and kill their masters. So when she says the usual might have happened, that's code for she thinks um, a Crassus might have escaped and you need to go and save... Radu from this crisis. You will find him and his assistants. You will find them. They are busy undergoing their research and their growth chamber. It is at the Dead Bridge Cabin, Chasm, sorry, at Precinct 6. You will journey there. I I recommend the fastest way is to go under water as it is subterranean, the growth chamber. Half of it is above water and half is underneath. So perhaps if the crashes were to esca have escaped, it would be underwater. Um, are we all clear? Your objective is to save Radu, save his research and Return with news. Do you need anything else? Thank you, Prime Speaker Zagana, for entrusting this very important mission to us. Um, indeed. Uh, this is of utmost value of silence, which is why I chose from uncladed individuals. This is your new clade. You will keep it between us and yourselves. Yes, ma'am. Naturally. You may go. Uh, as you head down, you are going to head downstairs, uh, down two flights into the subterranean 
entranceway. As you head down the first flight, you see a couple of uh, guild chambers, smaller meeting rooms. Uh, they all, all the walls have algae uh, decoratively arranged. As you start heading down the steps to the second level underneath, it starts submerging in water. So just to confirm, everyone can breathe underwater. The Vidalcans have amphibious um, breathing. Uh, Merfolk obviously can be underwater. Yes, so uh, one of the cool, um, because, you know, they're trying to make everyone, because the Summit Combine is mostly based both on land and in sea. Uh, so it's really cool that they've given one of the items you can get in Ravnica for Summit, uh, being part of the Summit Combine is called a cap of water breathing, which gives you the spell of water breathing. Yes. Uh, which works like the spell of water breathing, essentially. All right. So you progress down the staircase as the water starts to submerge you. As you head underwater, you find yourself um, – you all also have dark vision? Mm -hmm. Yes. Some form of dark vision. Yeah. So it – yeah, the Vidalcan would be able to – does have dark vision. So because you have dark vision, you are able to uh, see quite clearly in the water. The water is also quite um, clean because considering the fact that Ravnica is a fully built city and there's very little nature, the water was kind of like when the earthquake happened, the water's new and it's almost fresh. So it's underneath the, the world, essentially. So you are going to head and swim towards the Dead Bridge chasm which you know exactly where it is it will probably take you uh i don't know i'd say hour and a half to swim there then all the vidalkins drop well uh the cap of water breathing does extend to 10 people oh okay we can swim vidalkins can swim underwater for up to an hour and then need to long rest to do it again okay so uh you guys know that it would be an hour and a half, so before you submerge... Uh, the cap of water breathing is... Leah would... Yes. All extend right. an invitation to you guys. Do you want to... <laughs> Come to my bubble. <laughs> um, do you want to make a plan before you head into the water? Um, may Daria take the lead? Also because I'm assuming she moves faster than everybody else talk in the your, water as a talk monk. Talk with your clade. What, what is your movement speed? You're going to have to give me a second because minus it's me. She's asking. Um, 15, minus 15. Okay. Um, could you know what your movement is? I think the Vidalkins is 30. 30, I think okay. It's the same for swimming. Yeah, but with, um, with Manta the, wings, Yeah, with changes. the hybrid, it might be higher. Yeah, so Leah is probably 15 to 20 feet. Uh Azar would be about 30 feet. Mantil, because they, uh, she's a Simic hybrid and has a Manta glide, would be faster. So Mantil can probably keep up with you. Yeah, because I move at 40 feet. Cool. All right, so ask them, tell them your plan. You guys have never worked together before, but the Simic Combine believes in working for the Simic Combine. And if one of the prime speakers asks you to do something... Mm. Depending on your your view of the summit combine, you're happy to do it. All right. So Daria, in her enthusiasm for this mission, says, I shall take the lead. I'm assuming that I'm more familiar with these waters. 
And that way, at least I can take, I can keep a lookout for the rest of the, of the clade. She says as she submerges in towards the water and her legs change into fins. Into a fin. Into a fin. <laughs> Not like she's got two fins. Like, no. bloop, 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 bloop. It is a very <laughs> beautiful be long tail. <laughs> Wow, Which is interesting neat. because it's a lot. She's a, she's a lot taller now. Mm, she's Lying very down, long. She's taller. <laughs> I think when you're in the in the sea, it's not tall. It's long. I think you're long. <laughs> yeah. Look, man, I want to be tall. Okay. Um, la, la, Leah la, 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 sees la, la. us, and <laughs> Leah's pretty impressed. So she's she's just going to be like, "Well, listen, I'm right behind you." Perfect. Yeah. Mantel just follows. She doesn't say much. Okay. Azar says, I feel like we all know the water very well. But then she gets into the water. <laughs> yeah, I mean, being part of the Summit Combine, all of you have been part of it for a while. So you've been in the water a couple of times. But you do all realize that those people who are merfolk or hybrids probably do have an advantage underwater. So you submerge yourselves and you start swimming along towards... Um, District 6 and towards Deadbridge Chasm. As you're traversing under the water, there are some areas that are new. Not new to you, but the way they are changing is new. Uh, so some sewage is coming down, some grease and oil is coming down from the Izzet League, and you are having to avoid those patches. Uh, because you would know that even, as much as the water disseminates that um, pollution, it would be quite poisonous to swim through that. As you swim closer to Deadbridge Chasm, the water gets darker and it starts to get a little bit thicker. And it reduces everyone's swim speed by five feet because there's a lot of, quite a lot of algae and quite a lot of. Um, you know, subterranean, you know, those like little spores, like that little fish, mm. like in a fish tank, you know, those little white things that float around. That's not poo. Plankton. 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 That's it. <laughs> the not poo one. Not poo plankton. <laughs> um, so there's actually also quite a lot of plankton in here. So you also know to swim with your mouth closed. Because otherwise you'll be nomming on plankton. It is um, nutritious. As <laughs> you also are swimming quite close to uh, the top of the water, so uh, while you whilst you're swimming under the city, you can feel and see the the land mass above you, and you're swimming quite close to the water because this area is especially filled with plankton. There are also quite large whales that. Uh, hang in these depths. You see in the distance, probably a hundred feet away, you see in the distance a lighter area. So you know this is where the dead bridge chasm, um, where the water surfaces onto the land. So it's probably the light shining. Um, it's only a little bit lighter because the dead bridge chasm is essentially a giant chasm in the land. And so for the light to travel from the top of the land to the bottom of the chasm, it's not going to be much light. Everyone roll perception for me. Best roll. <laughs> We've missed you. <gasps> Ooh. Not 20. Okay. Eight. Uh, ish. Goddamn, guys. 19. Uh, what's this now? 
14. Okay, so everyone except the merfolk <laughs> sees um, a large fin in the water. Um, it looks like the fin's probably 15 feet long from where the water ends. So if you can see 15 feet from the tail to the top of the water. Um, it is a mottled green color, which was why it was quite hard to see for um, for some of you. <laughs> <laughs> I was looking at the whales. Okay. My eagle manta eyes. Whales. I have superior dark vision. I mean, it is superior. You saw that from the back. We know something <laughs> superior about it. <laughs> and the tail is thrashing in the water. Would, um, with Mantille's history of her bond, is that she's previously helped create a crassus before, would she recognize this 15-foot fin to be a crassus? Well, so because every creator, basically a crassus is an amalgamation of two uh, usually amphibious species, or, no, it doesn't actually have to be amphibious, but you... Might not recognize it because that could be a whale tail. That's mottled green. Um, I mean, you can roll knowledge for me if you if you want to know that it's a crassus. But the thing is, you do know you're going there. Zagana did tell you it's possible that a crassus is preventing Radu from talking, like communicating. So it's highly likely that it is a crassus. Okay. okay. Can she roll knowledge? You can. Knowledge. Where are you? We don't have a knowledge thing yet. Just like knowledge. history. Uh, <laughs> then I would just, just do it on intelligence. Okay. Good thing my intelligence Because it's good. not really – or yeah, or history. Either or. But I prefer intelligence for this okay. one. Okay. So intelligence – then it would be 15. 15. It's definitely a crassus. Mm-hmm. Um, you think it's mixed with crocodile? Potentially, the mottle makes you feel like it's mixed with crocodile. Okay. Uh, the skin tone, but you can't guess what the other, what else it's made of. Um, also, it's a category three crassus, which is huge. Huge. So, as much as you see 15 feet of a tail, you know it's probably 50 feet in size. Guys, I think it's just time to get out of the water very quickly. Do not panic. Why? There is a crassus that is huge. Um, as oh, sorry, I think it is part crocodile. It is time to get out. As Mantille uh, stops uh, Daria and Leah and Zah come swimming up to confirm what Mantille says, I assume. As a note for our international listeners, a crocodile is a version of, of a gator, an alligator. It is a very large version of an alligator. <laughs> yeah, it, 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 it's a nice larger version. Alligators and crocodiles are not the same, y'all. They have different mouths. Hashtag, just so you know. They're completely different species, yeah. Hashtag, this is actually a biology lesson and we tricked you all into being here. (laughs) Well, I mean, I feel like that's not not something the Summit Combine would do. It's like, while you're here, let's discuss the difference between alligators and crocodiles. Would you like me to show you a picture of a crocodile? (laughs) Um, so you're all sort of stopped uh, at this 100 feet, I'd say 90 feet away because you started swimming towards it. All right. Um, 
So I said, so you're about 90 feet away at this point because it would have taken you 10 feet to get Dario's attention, Mantil, and then the other two swim up towards you. Leah puts her head above water. So to get above water, currently you're still under the landmass. Okay. To the opening is where the the crassus is. Okay. You could probably swim around and come at the crassus from the other side. It feels like the crassus is on the f- first part of the opening as you swim towards it. So if you wanted to get to an opening you'd from the direction you're swimming in, you'd have to swim right past the crassus. However, if you went uh, left or right and swam, gave it a uh-huh. wide berth and came from the front, there would probably be... The chasm is 80 foot wide, I think. So, yeah, so there'd be 70 feet before the crassus if you went, swam around. But then you'd have to swim another 200 feet forward and probably, I'd say for safety, swim 100 feet around. Um, How Mm. long would it take in minutes to get to where the crassus is? Like for us to swim? Oh, because you guys swimming, yours is... 15 feet? Yeah. Well, because you're going slower, sort of 10 feet, it would take you 10 minutes. 10, okay. Um, I have a question. So we are effectively, we're at the chasm. Is that correct? The crassus is where the chasm is. Yeah, the crassus is in the chasm. It's in the chasm and that's where in we're meant opening. to be going. Yeah. So you can see that the crassus is only submerged to where you can see the fin. So you don't know what it looks like on the top. Sorry, Wednesday, did you make a did you were you in the middle of thinking about something? No, no, I'm done. <laughs> okay. I just wanted to ask a question. So the Caracas hasn't seen us yet, right? Well, its sure tail doesn't that. have eyes, it, so it has not seen well, us yet, okay? And we're probably on not. Uh okay. So I'm going to ask the, the 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 group um all right, I have an idea, but I need to know yours uh, if you want to try this. Okay, we can. I can. We can blind or deafen the caresses and swim straight to it. Or... It is a caresses, not the caresses. A what? A caresses. A crisis. We are having a crisis of how to say It is a caresses. It's not a caressa. No, no, it's a caresses. <laughs> okay. Um, all right, we we. <laughs> Mantia like like whips out her her book and she's like trying to spell out crasses for you. She's finding it very hard to write underwater, yeah. although the pages have been treated to um, survive underwater. It's because the algae is quite thick and the plankton is sticking to the pages. Stop it, plankton! Oh, it's in the way. My pen doesn't work. Do you have a pen that works with squid ink, please? Um. Uh, Kut, you would realize that blinding would only work if it's if you're near its eyes, uh-huh. and and from what Mantil has told you, it's extremely large. So the the eyes are probably still forty feet above the water. Oh, I see. I see. Okay. Azra, because so, you can only see the tail currently. Azra, if you want to get to the eyes, you're probably going to have to go through the stomach, get pooped out again, and then be 
like regurgitated to get close to these eyes. I was going to say, I don't think you know how bodies work because <laughs> it doesn't go stomach, but eyes. Well, like mouth. <laughs> no, it goes mouth, goes too close to eyes, gets eaten from mouth, gets digested and pulled oh, out and then wow. hopefully maybe yeah, go for second round. Leah just kind of shakes her head. Um, and like she's like, this is a great idea. <laughs> um, she tries to start writing in her book again of like Mantiel. an idea of another crisis. Mantiel wants to build a crisis that goes stomach, tail, eyes. <laughs> yes. Um, Leah suggests that we swim a bit closer because obviously we haven't been seen as yet. And then she suggests that she would um, cast minor illusion to distract. Yeah, the, the minor illusion is this big, big and, and she like she, she takes it on she's like, like showing you probably, probably about a 30 centimeter ruler. ruler. And she's, and she's like, like, you understand, understand the crisis is, is like the size of a very large building, building yes? yes? I could cast sleep. You You know what? Why not? Wouldn't that put everybody to say no to everything? Well So being part of the summit combine, you would you would realize that her crassus of this size, and especially because uh, Mantiel mentioned it to you, that it's sh- she thinks it's probably a category three crassus. Because it's so large, your any spell to affect its whole body um, would need to be very high powered. So I'm saying you'd have to cast it at like level fifteen, maybe. Um, so you realize that it's very high powered. I mean, you could cast sleep at it, and if it worked, maybe one eye would be like slow wink because <laughs> it's super. Um, uh, because it's 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 Godzilla sized, basically. Can, okay. can I make suggestion? You know, you know a play that was on in in Ravnica many a month ago, the with the one with the giant lizard. I think based on pri- prior crisis incident that destroyed whole city. Yes, you would all know this play. It was held by the uh, Rakdos, um, the cult of Rakdos at one at one of the uh, play venues. And it was called Zilla of the Gods. <laughs> <laughs> it is like that play. I think best option is to swim around Wait. and try and not let it see us. Okay, Wait. I have, I have idea. Yes. What Wait, is idea? Who's going first? Sorry. Okay, go, Do you want to go first, Kut? Are you sure? Um, yes, well, my idea was to cast cloud, uh, fog cloud. I've got fog cloud that can shield us as we swim around. Also, it is water. Well, yeah, you, you know what? Cast fog in water. Azar, that's actually, knowing Ravnica as you know Ravnica, that's actually not the worst idea because the algae is quite thick underneath. You wouldn't necessarily need it underneath. However, as you come up, because the chasm is so low down and there is water there, there is quite a bit of um, fog and cover at the bottom of the chasm because it's also quite moist. As this is where the... Let me just check. I'm saying the right name for this clan. Golgari Rot Farms are. So the Golgari are a clan that basically are the human, well, the life recyclers of the world. So when um, uh, people die, so I'm not going to say human because I'm just going to say people. Uh, When people die, the Golgari basically recycle. 
West, not, want, not. Yeah, and they're very focused on using fungi and things like that. So it would be quite moist down there. So fog would not be... Fog would be a very good stealth way to move forward because it's natural that fog would exist as you come up from the water. So Daria has been very deep in thought about <laughs> this current crassus crisis. And <laughs> the crassus crisis. The crassus I feel crassus that is the crassus. name of our episode. And she, um, she says, I think that we should indeed use your fog cloud, Azar. But at the same time, I also feel like we should swim as close to the body of the crassus as possible without, um, without touching it and along its back. And in that way, we get as close to the chasm um, surface, what is it, entrance, as possible. At the same time as possibly avoiding getting spotted by the crassus. Leah's in agreement with that, yeah. All right, so you're all going to start swimming towards uh, the crassus. Please, can everyone make uh, dex saving throws for me? Because as the tail is thrashing about, as you swim closer, you realize that the tail is not thrashing to keep the crassus suspended. So it's not like it's walking in one place, but the fish version. It's actually thrashing as if something quite violent is happening at the top. Okay. So uh, to not get whipped by a, an edge of the tail, because uh, vision is it is quite hard to see, even with your superior vision, because the, the tail thrashing back and forth is moving the plankton and moving the algae um, and making visibility quite hard. Okay. Uh, what did everyone get? 18, 9, 13, 19, 9. So as you start swimming towards the tail, every time the tail uh, moves towards you, everyone swims a little bit further back and then begins to swim forward again. So it's a two swims forward, one swim back kind of um, situation, except the one time uh, Leah's eye got caught by um, some plankton, like, splashed into her eye Ow. and she wasn't paying attention and a tip of the fin uh, caught Leah across the face and please take because it is a monstrous creature this is going to hurt okay four points of damage but I did roll a d8 because also the um, tension in the water also slowed down the hit a little bit you're going to continue swimming. So you're going to start moving up the body of the... Yeah, along its body. Fin. So also the thrashing gets a little bit less the closer you get to the top as the thrashing's mostly happening at the the bottom split okay. area. So at the trunk of the fin. You are right next to the crasses. And as you swim up close to it and right next to it, you can see that indeed it does have the hard bark-like skin of a crocodile and it does have the nodules that a crocodile has. Like my dear is like, this is so fascinating. And she's like trying to write in a book. She's like, stop it, squid ink. And she's like trying to make her pen work. You are probably five, five feet from surfacing. What are you going to do? But we still don't know what's on top, hey? You can't see through the, the layer of algae on the on the floor. Can Assumption? I cast oh, clairvoyance? On the base of the, the water? 
the water surface, on the surface of the water, which Menisky. is your roof, which is their floor, water. <laughs> I just wanted to say meniscus. Meniscus. <laughs> um, can I cast clairvoyance? So consult the orb of Watsi, please. Uh, you would know that in our, in our setting, every Simic Combine uh, guild member gets something called an Orb of Watsi, which uh, if you ever feel truly lost and unsure of what to do, you can uh, consult your Orb for information. <laughs> okay, so this is what it says. The Orb of Watsi. Clairvoyance. You create an invisible sensor within range in a location familiar to you, a place you have visited or seen before, or in an obvious location that is unfamiliar to you, such as behind a door, around a corner, or in a grove of trees. Does this, would this count as... Yeah, I mean, you, you all know Ravnica pretty well, but you've not necessarily swum up to Deadbridge Chasm, so you've not necessarily come from this area because... A lot of the Simic Combine know that it's actually quite gross in this water, which, yeah. you, which you have seen. But it's kind of like looking behind a door because you're looking Past behind the, the surface of the okay. uh, the surface of the algae. So I'll allow it. Okay, perfect. It says the sensor remains in a place for the duration and it can't be attacked or otherwise interacted with. When you cast the spell, you choose seeing or hearing. You can use the chosen sense through the sensor as if you were in its space. As your action, you can switch between seeing and hearing. A creature that can see the sensor, such as a creature benefiting from the sea, invisibility, or true sight, sees a luminous, intangible orb about the size of your fist. Cool. So as you swim to the top, you're five feet from the surface, um, it, it actually starts to smell like decomposition, but... What your what a compost heap would smell like after it's been damp for a while. This um, is gross. You can smell it even through the water. And as you're sitting there trying to decide what – swimming there, not sitting because otherwise you'd sink. <laughs> um, trying to decide what to do and hugging quite close to the crassus's, um trunk of its, of its fin, you hear bloop as a blue orb floats past you from Leah. <laughs> What is? What have you done? <laughs> you not. I really did not fancy getting eaten today, but you seem to be quite helping to piecing off the crasses very soon. Um, oh, I'm choosing seeing, by the way, not hearing. Okay. Um, so she's just not listening to me. Going, what the fuck is happening? As uh, so, you start to see uh, it moving through the water and through the the algae top as it reaches you see it continuing upwards and on the right of so where your backs would be facing is the wall of the gorge so cliff face basically um and the cliff extends on the left and right of you probably as far as the eye can see so the chasm is wide yeah the chasm is long sorry width it's as i said probably 80 feet across the orb floats up and against the against the cliff face is what you know to be a Simic laboratory. So it's uh, basically, it looks like three dome shapes, uh, like a hardened glass with metal structure. So it's, you can, 
see out you know you're able to see out quite easily mm -hmm. however it's protected from the sun and protected from the elements so the glass is almost like one-way glass okay so you can't actually see in there is an edge of the growth chamber probably if you swam 10 feet to the right that you assume leads to a staircase that would let you inside the growth chamber um inside the laboratory mm -hmm. sorry not the growth chamber inside the laboratory growth chambers are inside laboratories and when the the orb spins round it sees that the crassus is as um Mantiel mentioned to you is probably above the water so it's the 15 feet uh long fin underneath but above the water it's probably 60 feet long you'd imagine as as your orb tilts upwards mm -hmm. and it appears to have a a very its trunk goes into a rounded body that has uh four legs so two on each side and it looks like it has a hardened shell on the outside so it looks like it was a mix between a crocodile and a turtle and at the top it's got a very long neck and a very long face facial area and you can see tusks even underneath the jaw so you're looking at the underside so the chin of the of the crasses you can see the the tusks are actually hanging past the jaw. And you can probably see from your view, there's probably a hundred tusks around the mouth area. Are you describing this to Mantil? Yes, so she is drawing so, furious. So <laughs> as you're saying this, I'm busy I'll, I'm I'm letting I'm letting everyone know what I can see. Um yeah. And the crassus appears to be placing two of its feet on, you can assume, on one side of, of the laboratory. One foot is on the other side, the side uh, closest to you. And one is, is smashing, trying to smash through the middle dome of the laboratory. 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 Lab. <laughs> Mantil. Yes. Can you make suggestions on sensitivities or weak spots of this crisis? I would need to investigate closer, and I'm not sure this is the best of ideas. But I've drawn a great picture. And she shows you a relatively good picture, if somewhat a little smudged. No. The squid ink is not good. Leah did mention to you that there is a, probably an entrance to the yeah. lab, 10 feet to your right. So um, she's going to point and she's going to suggest, guys, I think we need to go through there. It's just going to be so much easier and quicker. And, and safer. Yes. So uh, Leah, she, she's like, is that okay? And then she's waiting for everyone to give the go-ahead before she starts swimming. Mantil's tentacles will come from the back of the head, of her head, place Leah in the direction she wants to go, and it goes, lead on. Okay. Am I going to cast a fog cloud? I think this is a good idea. Okay. I think it's a good idea, yeah. Are you going to cast it underwater? You feel like if you cast it underwater, the fog would dissipate. So you might wait until you get to uh, 
if there is a staircase, you might wait until you get to a part where you can emerge from the water and cast it at the top of that water, basically. Yes, that's, that's what I'll do. All right. Okay. As you swim, because of the the fin kicking up so much uh, algae uh, and so on, and you're also still trying not to get, although there's less movement, the trunk is still very large. And probably now that you're up close, you realize it's probably 30 foot in circumference, the trunk at the top near the top of the water. You, It's very thick with algae, which is why you guys didn't see the entrance um, underneath. But you swim closer and you realize uh, there is a patch of algae that is floating on the top of the water that looks like it's been arranged in a certain way and it has your, the Simic Combines guild symbol on. So you realize this is an, an entrance to the thing. So you would need to probably push against the algae because it's probably on a uh, almost like a trap door of some kind so um, but this is generally what most of the entrances to labs look like underneath Mantil takes her tentacles and um, begins to push Kut are you going to cast your fog cloud through the hole as the <laughs> trap door opens fog smoke <laughs> Entrance, dramatics. <laughs> All right. Uh, you push against the, um, the trap door. It, it opens quite easily, easily and seamlessly. It's probably, it's, it's large enough for you to go through one, one person at a time. Uh, and there is a, once the trap door is open, it's kind of like a swimming pool. So this is not the nicest lab because usually they, like the, like the Zonart, have a nice staircase leading into a grotto which you can then swim in out of. However, this one, it's like a swimming pool. You're going to have to hoist yourself up on the ledge and like half body, uh, legs. Okay, maybe that's just how I get out of a swimming pool. Wow. <laughs> but, that's that's definitely how I get out of I'm um, just like plop beach whale. But like, <laughs> uh, 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 made it. <laughs> No, ain't no thing but a chicken wing. <laughs> so um, the you can see the lab wasn't actually built for visitors. If it's built like that, it's usually it's usually built by a scientist who wants to be quite private. This it looks like very strange uh, laboratory for prime biomancer. My laboratory looks much nicer than this. She's like looking like she takes like one of her tentacles like. You know when someone is like trying to check the dust in a place and like the dirt, so you just have like a tentacle go like sweep on the floor and like as she, and she looks at the algae and she's like, this is disgusting. As you uh, open the trap door and then you tentacle, tentacle on each side yeah. and like raise yourself up like floating with using your tentacles. You would also know that perhaps the reason why it's not so open for visitors is this uh, laboratory is in another guild's main House. area it's in the Golgari's like main area and so maybe uh the lab they've discussed with the Golgari to have it here and you know obviously said look we won't get that many visitors we'll keep it, the noise down we'll be nice neighbors maybe that's promise the crisis won't kill anyone <laughs> look <laughs> unless um, you want them to <laughs> what is your order of emerging uh would so mentil obviously went first mm. Uh, okay, so as 
Mantille is opening the trap door. Mantille is going and then I would suggest Azar would have to come next to cast the fog cloud. Yeah. Then followed by? Well, I would wait for um, the... I would wait for Leah to uh, surface first. Okay, Leah would go next. And then Daria would come. Yes, and then Daria would would Uh, jump up. So as the trap door opens, it opens with ease. Um, Mantille gets out using the tentacles to raise herself up and out. Uh, Azar, you're going to do chest, legs, body, (laughs) swimming pool, get Uh, out. Probably hand first. To let the if that's where the fog comes out, where does the fog come from first? So hand, <laughs> yeah. So as the trapdoor goes, you just see a blue hand reaching <laughs> up as as fog explodes from the blue hand. And then the other hand is like hoist, so it's like one of those half hoist, like like you know, like a fish. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, Mantille will will like pick Leah up with her tentacle and like plop out. It's like. You are not suited for the water, young one. The the fog uh, has covered quite a lot of the area you're in. Everyone else is coming up. You're all sort of standing around the trap door as you come out. So you come out and each make space for the others to get through. You are in the second lowest level of uh, a lab. So most labs are built very similarly. Um. This one has basically, uh, it's because most labs are almost built like a a conch, like a conch shell. So they have a small, small base, wider um, middle floors and smaller top floors. Um, So this floor, uh, there's basically the trapdoor entrance. And you would all know that usually this floor is the entrance into the subterranean. So not much is there usually, but once you're all up, are you closing the trapdoor? Yeah. Uh, you close the trapdoor. As you close the trapdoor, some of the smell dissipates, uh, that rotting smell. Um, you can hear a thudding and the floor is shuddering, which you assume is from the Crassus trying to hit against the middle floor's um, dome. Uh, you can see looking out the window. So although you're covered in fog, you can see vaguely um, out into the distance. You can see more of the uh, Crassus's body. You also see a blue orb hanging. This blue orb, what is this thing? This is interesting. I haven't seen a Crassus make something like this before. Leah's not going to say anything. She's just going to let you believe that <laughs> yep. this, I is, wonder if this Crassus la- can do make blue balls. Um. <laughs> I wonder if it lays it like an egg. Okay. Um, you, you know that there is a staircase uh, from where you are in the trapdoor, a staircase to your right that will lead to the next level. And the next level is usually uh, sort of the, the sleeping quarters. And then the level above that, which would be the main level and the level that goes to uh, sort of land, if it's near land, um, would be where a lot of the science experiments uh, happens. And then above that would be sort of kitchens, uh, some more quarters and so on. And then at the, the upper level above that would be some more uh, 
space for scientific research. And at the top would be sort of the scientific research area, but where people keep their notes and keep their most uh, secretive things at the at the top level. And you would know that they would also keep the most secretive experiments above the living quarters and so on, because the Simic Combine gets along with the rest of Ravnica. Because basically your task in Ravnica, so each guild is there for a reason, and they have a, a task to make Ravnica a, a balanced place. place. Um, and basically the Simic Combine's main purpose, uh, as far as the rest of Ravnica is concerned, is we're here to look at public health. So we're, we're doctors, we're, we're that kind of um, guild. A research guild. But, I mean, you know, you don't want to have your growth chambers that are growing weird fetuses and super soldiers uh, visible to anybody who's just like, hey, I, I wanted to visit a summit combine because I've, I've got a touch of the flu. <laughs> <laughs> you want to be like, yes, I have something for that. It's right here next to my growing amphibious fetus. <laughs> His name is George. <laughs> George the fetus. Jorge the fetus (laughs) Um, so you would know that that is the usual setup for the lab Uh, so this bottom floor looks no different other than the entrance to the water is not ideal you can feel as I said you can feel it shuddering Uh, you would know that the glass is actually not glass it's it's a reinforced um almost shell-like material that uh, the Simic Combine has created, um, which is shed from uh, a large crassus that is made mostly it's lobster and... Oh, like a carapace. Yeah, like a carapace. So the building material is a carapace that a breed of crassus that the Simic Combine makes sheds, basically. So it's cross lobster and... Snail, um, but you can all feel that this lab is probably not going to withstand much more. And it looks like it's being, uh, from what you saw, Leah, the way it's getting hit by the Crassus's arm is on the main floor. Okay, right. what do you guys do? It's foggy. The there doesn't appear to be anyone else in the room. Um, I do a shimmy into legs. Uh, and she, oh. uh, So uh, Daria sits on the ledge of the trapdoor with her fin hanging out and then she sort of shakes off her fin into, into legs. Um, and then Mantiel is, is drawing this very, like, inspired. I ready my spear and get take a defensive stance. Um you know, just sort of almost protectively around the group while in front of the group. Okay, so you're going to head towards the staircase first? Yes. Leah's going to follow. Yeah, Mantil is is following, um, quietly going, Mr. Radu, are you here? Um, uh, and then Zara's going to follow Mantia. <laughs> uh, are you bringing your 
fog cloud with you? Um, well, she's going to actually follow facing the the crisis crisis. Um, so facing the outer edge. Yes, facing facing the crisis. Just like you know, like bringing the the fog with her until we get to like the doorway and everyone's disappeared up the stairs. Okay, it's the bottom level is quite small. The bottom level is probably one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Is at its widest uh, fifty feet across. So the room is quite small, and the widest part of it is against the cliff face, and then it forms out in a circ in a semicircle, and the semicircle area is the part that faces the crisis. Oh, okay, the semicircle. Okay, so it, it yeah. So the staircase is in the back against the cliff face. So this lab was built against the cliff face. Okay, and the crisis can't see us anyway. Well, no. Also, because it's so large, you're probably where its hips are. If ah, okay. it had hips, so its head His is like high up above. <laughs> you you probably realize your f- cloud of fog is more useful for protecting you and hiding you from stuff inside the lab. Inside. Okay. All right. Um, she like AKA baby crisis. <laughs> closes or finishes off the spell and follows Mantia. As you go up the spiral staircase, you come to uh, lower level one and you enter in a corridor. And within the corridor, you see slightly further down, there is a living space. However, there's three rooms, um, two off to the left and one past the living space to the right. The staircase does continue uh, up, but because of the way the the lab is shaped and the fact that it's smaller at the bottom and larger at the top, the staircase actually came out slightly closer to the center of this floor because it, this floor is wider than the floor below it. Uh, you take left, we take right? I'm fine with that. Okay. Okay. Okay, who's going left, sorry? I'm going uh, left. You're going left? Yeah. Do you you're want to go left right? or right? I don't mind. Who, uh, I'll just go You're squishy, you'll come with me. It's fine. Okay. <laughs> it's, it's very hard to hear yourselves over the booming of the Crassus's pounding. God, what got into this Crassus cereal this morning? Jeez. Um, Azar gestures to the right and starts walking towards the right. Who is going to the first door? Uh, so I'm going left, yeah. Okay, so actually the first person to come to a door would be Doria because in the corridor, uh, the corridor from the staircase leads out onto lower level one and on the left are two doors. Uh, following the corridor a little bit is the living room area and then there's the, the room on the right, in inverted commas, because the corridor curves to the right. So... Uh, as Daria says, she's going left. She walks a few steps from the staircase and opens the door to the room. You would still be in the corridor walking past her. Okay. Is there anyone inside the room? Daria, as you open the room, uh, you're expecting to sort of see some, potentially some people use this area for mm. continued science um, areas. So sometimes there are growth chambers with homunculi. There are tables, uh, you know. There's accoutrement, things like that. 
However, this room, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Uh, sorry, there's a really beautiful map in the book, and I usually use theater of the mind, but I'm I'm using the map to count the actual size, which is probably better because I've once said a wall was like four stories. I remember it being what was it? It was supposed to be two stories, but it ended up being sixty feet. I'm the DM. This is the wall is high. There are, uh, a growth chamber probably takes about 10 feet um, in circumference. As you open the door, you realize there's only about, you can only take three more steps into the room. The room is filled with probably about eight growth chambers. Everything has been taken out of it. And within the growth chambers are the Dulcans, um, this room is filled with Vidalcans who are undergoing the process of uh, being turned into guardians. Okay. Um, they seem serene. Okay. Eight of them, you yeah. said. So you guys can also see this. As okay. you walk past the room, if you look to the left, you see. May I sort of do an invest, like sort of like make either an in, like an investigation check or something because I was involved in a in in the Guardian projects to sort of see what the status is on how far this experiment is or okay roll it for me what am I rolling investigation or intelligence or roll investigation or history for me whichever one is higher for you seventeen uh, which one did you roll just so that investigation. I as you look closer at the at the chambers, you see that what languages can you speak? Uh, common, Merfolk, and Elven. Okay, let me just check. Consult the orb of Watsi just to see what uh, language this uh, character Radu would have used. The orb was he of not Vidalkan? Now available on uh, what's it? Onyx stone tablets. <laughs> <laughs> Onyx stone tablets everywhere. Make sure to get yours now. T's and C's apply. <laughs> the much more reputable sister of B. Ook. So uh, for those of you who don't know our podcast, uh, actually, uh, whenever we need to check the rule book, we use uh, the school of B. Ook, which is basically book. a disreputable school. That taught two of our characters magic. <laughs> <laughs> and you know how well that is going. Yeah, and the one turned her teacher into a pot plant. So, I mean, let's be real. Shane, that wasn't Oreo's fault. <laughs> okay, so it's written in, so, Loxodon. The language is Loxodon. So, you would know Loxodons are elephantine human, humanoids. You, you, They're quite common in Ravnica. Yeah, they essentially look basically like an elephant, uh, if an elephant walked on two legs. Mm -hmm. So it's written in Loxodon underneath each uh, growth chamber. There are some notes on um, of, of various kinds. So some say uh, reacted badly to initial stage but is progressing well. Okay, but I wouldn't be able to read them anyway. Well, yeah. I would recognize that, oh, this is Loxodon, but um, that's about as far as I would go. If I had to I comprehend language, 
would you I be would able, be able to? to understand it? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Can I? I'm just gonna. And I was supposed to go with. Um, well, you guys walk past it. And yeah. You can see and you into saw the room. It, yeah. So okay, if yeah, you so, wanted to investigate, so the room I would now. have said, does anybody? Is anybody fluent in Loxodonian? Lox- and you, you still make up hear a word? the deep thudding booming coming from above you. Yeah. And shaking the entire building. Um, I then comprehend language, cast comprehend language and yeah. While she's doing that, can Mantille check to see what they are being um, hybridized with? What creatures? Mantille would have to lean your head in because the room is actually quite filled with these growth chambers. So with um, Daria and Leah in both in the room, you'd have to sort of peep your head through. She, it's like tentacle, tentacle face. <laughs> tentacle, <laughs> tentacle face. Um, it's, they don't seem to have any additional appendages okay. or anything like that. However, their skin is ever so faintly spotted. Okay. Spotted. Like an eel? Uh, yeah, like an eel. Um, but this is not an, a generic combination nah. you've seen for a Simic hybrid. So they must be doing something new here. Um, when you read, you see that in Loxodon, it's written various uh, progressed well, but all of them at the end of the report, at the bottom of the growth chamber, says progressing well uh, is ready for release imminently. Okay. Um, um, do you communicate Azar, what are you this? Doing? Yeah, that's exactly yeah, what I do. Um, I communicate well, Azar to doesn't want to. Uh, she doesn't want to go by herself to the next door, so she's kind of waited uh, where she was, like as she was going past, waiting for them to finish, so that she can go to that last door. Um, please, please roll perception for me. Okay. You start to sense that while you're waiting and you're looking out in into the building. You're seeing that the shaking is is potentially because as you look back to the cliff face, you see it's potentially making the building Cooler. unsound, and it looks like it's shaking and almost moving a little bit away from the cliff face. So you realize if the thumping doesn't stop soon, the entire laboratory will fall off the cliff face. Okay, um, so she goes, "Hey, hey, hey, people." What? This lab is going to fall off. We need to get going or we need to find some control center to put that thing to sleep. Okay. Uh, has anyone seen Biomancer Rudo? No? Check next door quickly. Maybe move up yeah. floors. Let's go, let's go, let's go. Uh, okay. okay. Some, you, somebody come with me. I need to check this door on the right. I come with you. You, you also all imagine that because there's a crisis happening in the laboratory Everyone in the lab would probably be there. Mm-hmm. So you realize it's on the main floor. Yeah. Uh, which is one floor above you. Okay. okay. So are you going to continue down the corridor? There's still two more rooms to check in this area, but... Uh, Mantille will go for the first one. So as you continue down the corridor, there's a room on the left. You open it. It's filled with growth chambers as well. Do I... This one has elves inside it. They also are slightly spotted. spotted. Okay. Uh-huh. And then on the right... Where, where as I was heading to originally, 
Azar, as you come around the corner, you see a, a living area, but it looks as if it hasn't been used in a very long time. There's basically a couch there and a small uh, decorative pool. And then as you come around the room to the to the right, uh, you see it's a, a much larger room. And this one is also filled with growth chambers. This one probably has 14 in them. And this one has humans inside the growth chambers. Um, every every uh, person inside a growth chamber looks quite serene. And if you take the time to read it, Leah, they all sort of say very similar things. Okay, perfect. Um, it's worth noting that this is probably the most growth growth chambers for the Guardian project that you've seen mm. in one lab of mm. this size. Yeah, and for it to not only be on the in the guild is a little bit strange. And you're only on lower level two. This this is a lot. This is a lot of guardians. I was born in a growth chamber that was so something is continuing. <laughs> Stop it! <laughs> I was born in a growth chamber that only had four of us. But this is a lot. Should we wake them up? Everyone, please make a deck saving throw. Twenty-three. Uh, I have no. I don't have advantage. Not on decks. Fourteen. Ten. Uh, 12. Everyone except the merfolk falls to the floor as the entire lab shudders and you hear quite a loud groan come from the area of the cliff face. It's the sound of sort of a structure straining. Oh, dear. And you, at the same time, you hear this a snapping sound, which is the sound of the carapace breaking on the outside. Okay. Because because it's not glass, it doesn't make a shatter sound. Mm. It makes a snap. Okay. We need to, to get up. out of here. Main floor, time to go. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go. We need to go. Okay. okay. So you're going to head back to the spiral staircase because yes. it's the same one yeah. you were on previously. Yeah. Um, what is your marching orders? Well, since I was already standing, I would have left first. Yeah. Mantio will be following behind. Everyone sort of gets up. Yeah. Okay. So I it's... be last because she was further down. Yes, yeah, Azar was further down. So it goes Daria, Mantil, Leah, Azar. Yeah. As you progress up the spiral staircase, you expecting to come out into uh, the main level, which usually has a lobby with uh, three swimming, three decorative pools in it and an entranceway to, to the landmass, so a door opening out to the landmass. And a meeting room on the on the left. So this is sort of the face of the of the uh, lab to the world. However, this one you had thought you'd come up against the next level and find a door in the cliff leading out mm. to a, a sort of suspended walkway on the cliff or something like that. Yeah. However, the it's just a blank wall behind you, so there's no way to get onto the cliff face from here. And this lobby, looking out across from, from where you are, so the cliff face is behind you, looking across towards the, the, the window, the carapace, mm -hmm. you see that it has indeed cracked on the far edges closest to the cliff. It is splintered, but in the center, looking directly ahead of you because uh, this floor is even larger than the floor below it. So the staircase is now 
comes up right in the middle behind the lobby desk where the lobby desk should be, you see an eye, a large yellow eye that takes up the entire crack uh, in the hole in the carapace. Uh, that's probably the height of the room is probably, it's quite cavernous, this, this floor. So it's probably 20, 20 feet high. And it's very large wide. It's also semicircular in structure. So a 20 foot Eyeball. eyeball is looking at you and you can see next to the eyeball is the beginning of the mouth crease. And a giant tusk is coming down from the top lip and a giant tusk is coming next to it up from the bottom lip, but not up towards the face, but at a jagged angle outwards in in the room. So that's what you see outside and what the carapace looks like. In the room itself, you can... uh, you can now smell that decomposing smell again as air is coming, stale air is coming in through the hole. Um, you also smell rotting meat, which you assume is coming from the Crassus's mouth. Because the tusks are so large, its mouth doesn't completely close. And in the room is a Loxodon uh, who is dressed in... Leathers uh, with a blacksmith's apron, which you know quite a lot of the biomancers wear. Mm -hmm. And he does have the guild insignia. It's a a male loxodon. And next to the male loxodon is a divkaran female with greenish skin and copper copper hair. Uh, The loxodon is white is ivory looking and its uh, tusks bleed into its its skin tone. And the Devkaran is wearing almost, it looks like it's wearing armor almost made out of bark. Just like with Zagana, you're unsure what is skin and what is what is um part of, okay. of this mm. person. Um Scattered around the room are probably eight eight different um, research assistants. Uh, some are human. Uh, I'd say three are human. One is a goblin, and that's four. And then two are elves, and two are Vidalcan. And they're scattered around the room, and they all have um, sort of javelins, out and so the goblin actually has a trident, which is uh, goblin-sized, <laughs> and they're all heading towards. So basically, a fork. Yeah, mm. he's got a, he's got a large fork. A large fork. As they're sort of heading towards the the crassus, um, and then around the edges of the of the room nearest the carapace, um, you see there's no walls in this. Uh, on this floor. Normally there would be a wall to demarcate the the meeting room and there would be the three decorative pools. There's none of that. It's quite sparse. It's like a warehouse almost. And along the edges are, I'd say, across the whole semicircle, maybe 60 growth chambers. 
Oh filled with uh, humans, elves, and Vidalkans. And where the crack is, I'd say eight growth chambers have also been smashed. And okay. one of the growth chambers, Vidalkan is gasping for air as they fall out of the, the fluid. Mm. Uh, the other seven are not moving. And you can see that the Crassus's tongue is trying to lick pool you can see it's starting to open its maw and its tongue is retracting back towards the back of its um, jaw so that it can bring the tongue into the hole to pull out uh, some of the the bodies and you hear the the um Devkarin shouts, Radu, we must defend the growth chambers at all costs and then she shouts to all the all the research assistants the the carapace will not hold. Kill the crassus. And she's going to start striding forward and her hands are going to start glowing. Okay. Uh, Mantil is going to go straight for the, the was it of a Vidalcan that was gasping for air? Yes. It. But at this point, I'm going to ask everyone okay. to please roll initiative. Initiative. That was terrible. Just, just as well because I was about to start some. Oh, my goodness. No, you weren't. <laughs> yeah, guys, initiative no, is a bad one. I 14? think we are in shock with a 20-foot eyeball. Okay, um, uh, I got a four, y'all. Oh, good job. I also yeah. got a four. Okay, hold on. Oh, I we just all need got to four. Consult, consult the Orc of War. Not you. The Orc of War. Not you. <laughs> the Orc of War. I'm your translator for the Orc. Did you say my name's Dobby? As I just... Um, Get every every character that's in the room's initiative. My greatness, that's going to take a while. Uh, Guys, a 20-foot eyeball. Can you just imagine? A 20-foot eyeball. We're in Kakas. Yeah, we that is are. a very large eyeball. And if it is a mix of what I think it is, which is like a walrus, a, a turtle, and a crocodile, none of them have big eyes. What is the thing that has the big eyes that is making this thing so big? A squid. A giant <gasps> squid. And the mantilla is like, this squid. As a Vidalcan, I guess I probably agree. But uh, as an African, as a black person from Africa, I was like, guys, don't mess with things. Nah, just leave them. <laughs> <laughs> so as a player character, you're like, guys, why are we mixing yeah. mixing juju? But as a as a, as a character, you're of, like, yes. She's part of the hold fast faction of, of the... But as a Vidalcan, I might be slightly intrigued. <laughs> yes. As a real me would never walk into problems goodness. like this. What did you guys get for your initiative? Sorry, I was rolling a lot of people. Isa, four. Uh, four for Leah. Four for Azar. Four, four for Azar. Okay, who has the fastest decks? What is your decks modifiers, guys? Mm, also, Mantil. Damn, I got a 13. Okay, so Azar, you go before Leah. What did you get? Four, and my dexterity is 14. <laughs> okay. Come on. So, uh, Mantil... Uh, because you were in front of mm -hmm. um, Azar coming up the stairs, you'll go before Azar. Okay. Guys, how did you all get four? Marawai. Maybe we're in shock. It's a huge eye. I feel like you're mm -hmm. all working together as a clade really well. Yeah. Um, 14. <laughs> oh, okay, but someone had to be like 
messing with the system a month, and, get, okay. <laughs> and get 14. <laughs> and fair, I think the three of us are working as a clade very well as an equal shock, do things at the same time. And then the merfolk is like, what is happening? Just do something. Guys, why are you being lazy? I'm a deep sage. I'm permanently in deep thought. So I'm ready, guys. I'm ready. She probably Honestly, thinks the I'm rest of us even, are useless. I'm not even sure if she's seen the eye. Probably not. I saw it. Did you? I, I did. I just haven't had a chance to, to say anything yet because there was a lot of describing happening. No, I'm just <laughs> you're a deep sage. You keep thinking about things that you're like, oh, yes, we are in the lab now. We're going to do the things. It's like all of us are like eyeball and you're like, yes, we must She's probably like, look the at these people. They're the <gasps> so interested in an eyeball. It's just an eyeball. <laughs> you hear almost like a small scritching sound against the carapace as you see... As you hear the a shout coming from the car from outside the carapace, okay, and you see landing on because where the eyeball ends, there's a slight lid across the top around the eye and the top of the head, and you see just as the shout comes, you see a a human guardian land um, on top of the head of the of the crassus as they jump you see their forearms have spiked spikes in them as well as also coming from their shoulders are almost like lobster claws coming from their shoulders over and above their uh, arms which you assumed were used to grapple against the the carapace as it lands on top of the crassus and it's going to attack the crassus that will hit. And it does 1d6 damage with its uh, claws. And it gets to do a bonus grapple because it's grappling appendages. But I'm going to say it can't grapple. A Something that is as big as a building. A 70 foot thing. And as the, the human jumps across, uh, it shouts, For the clade! And, and jumps onto on top of the crassus. That then brings it to the crassus which is going to try and take its tongue as it pulls its tongue back from um, into the back of its mouth, open its, opens its maw. As it does so, you get the air becomes hot in the room and there is a distinct smell of rotting meat over and above rotting vegetation. Guys, oh, I just yuck. got like goosebumps. Yeah. <gasps> so is this? As oh. it rolled a two to attack. <laughs> so it's, its tongue comes, but... Because there's something on its on its head, it didn't open its maw that wide, and so it couldn't get its tongue past its its tusks, which are blocking almost like prism bars. Yeah. It's blocking the tongue from coming out, and it makes the a sound almost of like, and with a slight almost gurgling sound as its tongue is flopping about in its mouth. This that thing is like giant trash compactor, yes? Is this why Grogios are involved? That brings it to the Loxon, who turns and hears that you're speaking and sees that you are from the Simic uh, combine, because one of you is a Simic hybrid, and shouts, kill the Crassus, its research is not necessary, and then um, rushes forward and picks up a warhammer from a table, because there are tables, uh, sort of lab tables scattered around the room. He picks up a warhammer from there 
and he tries to attack the Crassus, which he does, and then he does seven plus five, 13 points of damage as he slams his warhammer into the Crassus's tusk. That then brings it to all the extra people as they all attack. Uh, so all the, the humans, the, the goblin with his fork and the elves and the Vidalcans. Mantilla is like writing furiously. <laughs> okay, I'm just going to average out. So I'm going to roll four times to attack and then I'll give two people to attack on each roll. So six of the attacks go through and because they're small and they're poking at the at the underside of the jaw, it looks like they're all name, aiming for the, the jugular of the crassus, which is quite easy to reach um, from from the hole in the carapace as they all do 20 points of damage and they're all it's it's hard to hear what other people are shouting as it as the crassus is making the sound as its tongue is flopping about in its maw that then brings it to i'm assuming the face looks like a you, giant turtle you <laughs> sense coming from in between the growth chambers, you see a half-hidden human uh, simic hybrid. You would know that this is a, a hybrid called a hybrid spy, so they're very, very good at camouflage. As it appears from growth chambers near the back of the room and starts running full tilt towards the maw of the crassus, and it's going to attack with pulls out a scimitar and it does hit look you'd have to roll one not to hit this thing it's a giant face just a question the and because you're aiming is... at the jugular the armor class is not the the carapace is broken the carapace of the building is broken yes, yes. so yes. it's just like so it's split open yeah. there's a gaping hole eyeball staring mm. okay yeah but the monster's close enough that you can reach out and touch it without falling out of the the building. Interesting. Okay. Another question. So our enemy is the growth crassus. Yes. Okay, just checking. Because <laughs> I was like... Dark elves. I was confused about life. It doesn't, it's not doing anything. <laughs> okay. Uh, that's Except it. We're trying to eat. And trying to eat the people. But also there's that like a lot of That brings it those. to you, Daria. Okay. So what I would like to do is... I'm going to take my spear, which has sort of like the a longer like end, like tip. So it's sort of more like a harpoon than a spear. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to run like full tilt and sort of jump spear first into the creature's eye. And then because I've got a bonus unarmed attack, um, adjust my body sort of using my martial arts to kick out of the eye again. Okay, so I can pull my spear out, yes. So your attack action is stabbing and your move action is ejecting and pulling your spear out and landing back. Yeah, in but the, the move action, because it's martial arts as a bonus unarmed attack because of my class, will also deal damage. Okay, cool, perfect. Uh, roll your attack, just roll. Just Look, roll. you need f five to get through. For the eye, you actually need to just not roll a one because it's an eye. Uh, unnatural 20. Cool. You definitely hit. So to hit the body, because uh, the body does still have some armor, but because you're aiming at the jugular, 
to hit the body, you'd probably have so, yeah, so you have to roll more to than do, seven. So you said attack. it was quite a big eye. So 20, oh, no, it's, it's a 20-foot eye. So what I want to do is I want to stab into the eye and then kick out of the eye so I'm out of range again. Perfect. Yeah. Okay. okay. So damage for the spear. Five. Kick damage is four. Okay, so nine. Yeah. As uh, Radu had turned to you and said, kill the Crassus, and had turned and run with his Warhammer, uh, you see Daria bolting through through the room, past the tables, past all the other um, people in it. She leaps over one of the um, prone uh, growth chamber people, guardians, uses the growth chamber to jump and land her tri- the javelin, her harpoon basically, in the center of the uh, Crassus's eye, at which case the maw opens fully and you realize you can see the other edge of the cliff from the opening of the maw because the maw is so large that it opens wide, that the tusks no longer touch each other. Um, it almost looks like it unhinged its jaw to get that kind of wide gape. Oh, wow. And as uh, Daria pulls her, t- her harpoon out and rolls and lands safely behind the growth chambers and behind all the people that are covering sort of the entrance. So if you guys want to attack, everyone who comes after this, it is a little crowded at the base area there as everyone's trying to just poke the, mm-hmm. poke the crasses. Mantille. Okay, so Mantil is going to do a couple of things. She wants to cast the spell um, Enlarge Reduce. I just want to double check with the orb of Watsi <laughs> if this is possible to do something to the, the something orb so large. Watsi. For all your needs and knowledge, of the Simic Combine. The Simic Combine is proud to offer all our guild members an orb of Watsi for any information you could ever possibly need, both on yourself, both okay. on nature, to be continued. Uh, you can cause a creature or an object you can see within range to grow larger or smaller for the duration. Cause e- Choose either a creature or an object that is neither worn nor carried. If the target is unwilling, it can make a constitution saving throw. On a success, this spell has no effect. I'm uh, very terrified the constitution saving throw is going to be very strong with this one. But well, we're he- going to try. We're going to try. We're going to try reduce his size into half. Okay, it is a huge monstrosity, so yes. half would still be... So it says the target size is halved in all dimensions and its weight reduced to one-eighth of normal. This reduction decreases its size by one category from medium to small, for example, until the creature, until the spell ends, the target also has disadvantage on strength checks and strength saving throws. The target's weapons also st- shrink to match its new size. <laughs> While these weapons are reduced, the target's attacks with them deal 1d4 less damage. These can't reduce the damage below. Okay, one. what is the con save? Uh, why do I feel like it doesn't matter <laughs> for you <laughs> and this monstrosity? It is uh, 14. Uh, you, you cast it and you feel like you just didn't put 
just enough juice. Okay. It needs a little bit more juice to happen. Are you going to... She's then going to run, grab the gasping growth chamber guardian. Vidalcan. Yes. Yeah. And, and pull him back. Okay, so you get to the Vidalcan to drag the yes. Vidalcan away would would take another round. That brings it to you, Azar. Um, it's me. Um, Azar would like to try poison spray into the thing's big mouth. Okay. Okay. Um, so, <laughs> a poison spray, you extend your hand towards a creature you can see within range and project a puff of noxious gas from your palm. The creature must succeed a constitution saving throw or take... 1d12 poison damage. The spell's damage increases by 1d12 when you reach 5th level. Okay. So you, you uh, it's 2d12 because you are level 5. Yeah. Um, what's the constitution saving throw? Is it more than 9? Because that's what it got this time. Yes, it's 14. Okay, cool. So roll 2d12 for your damage. 2d12s. Gosh, guys, which one's the D12 again? It's not the, sorry. It's the one that almost looks like a D20. Yeah, it's very similar got looking you, to got D20. You, got you, got you, got uh, you. Oh, God. We are totally professionals in this life. Of eight. Of everything I could get, I get eight. Look, it could have been two, so don't feel bad. <laughs> All right. That brings it to you, Leah. Leah is going to cast blindness. Um, and deafness to this creature. Can you cast them both at the same time? I think you'd only be able to cast you, well, either you blindness pick if it, you pick or if deafness. It's blind or deaf. I think. Um, I you think can see that from from where its eye extends in the lid, it appears that the head ends quite close to the back of the eye, so yeah. like a crocodile. Yeah. So it doesn't have any visible ears. Okay, so then I'd cast blindness it says you can blind or deafen a foe choose one creature that you can see within a range within range to make a constitution saving throw if it fails the target is either blinded or or deafened your choice for the duration at the end of each of its turns the target can make a constitution saving throw on a success the spell the spell ends is your constitution saving throw higher than 21 probably not nah. Definitely. So as um, Azar sends out this poisonous spray, and almost weirdly as it passes you, uh, the magic passes you, it's almost like, you know, when a match is lit and it actually clears the air of a smell, the poison spray's um, projectile basically actually clears the smell from the room. And uh, the crassus is more, which is wide open, as the poison spray lands in it, it goes, <laughs> and you think this is the best time to try and hit it with blindness in its eye. As you hear the trembling of the carapace around you, it's thundering in our area, um, which is a really emotive for the, for the for what's happening. You see. You think, okay, I'm going to hit it in the eye. But as you start casting your blindness, the, you know, snakes and um, crocodiles and all those have that second Rick skin Chelsea. lid. Yeah. That lid comes down and basically blocks 
Okay. Your blindness from hitting it. Quick question. How does wild magic work? So wild magic, every time you cast it, you uh, have to roll, roll on – every time you cast, you roll on a magic table to see if something well, happens remember, to you. You roll D20. If you get critical fail, then you roll on the wild magic table. Yeah. So, so roll a D20 again, and if you get one, then you have to – your wild magic spurts because you can't control your magic. You're fine. <laughs> that brings it to the bark-skinned uh, person. As she runs forward, and she's also going to cast uh, large and uh, enhance and reduce. As she runs forward, holding out her hand, and the crassus starts to shrink below below the hole in the laboratory, you realize it's probably sunk to where the first floor is. Okay. Uh, where you entered. At that point, <laughs> the carapace makes one final, um, final uh, shudder. And at that point, you hear shouting down as the eight research assistants start running back past you to go down the staircase and they say, don't worry, we'll, we'll handle it as they run past you and they look at you strangely and they head on down. And you can hear the sounds of some fighting continuing uh, as the one hybrid uh, spy and the one Simic hybrid is still on top of the crassus. At that, you see the, the Loxon puts down the Warhammer goes and places on a table and the Loxon, the elf and the human, human Simic uh, hybrid run forward and are trying to pick up the, the bodies, the bodies that fell out of the, the growth chamber and are trying to revive them. What do you guys do? Okay. If you're planning on heading downstairs to check on the the fight, I'll keep you an initiative. If you're not, you you assume that they can contain this one, or that the Crassus is probably going to swim away. Um. Did what's his name? Did Radu go with him? No, Radu just put the warhammer back on on a table and yeah. ran to the growth chambers. Uh, I want to run after Radu. Okay, so you run forward into the room towards the growth chambers? Yeah. I have a question. Um, how big is the Krakis? Krak- yes, Krakis. She's still going to call it the Krakis. Uh, how big is the Krakis now in feet? Uh, in feet, if it was... Like in height-wise. In height-wise, if it was previously sort of what you guesstimated, uh, 60 foot over above its 15 foot, because it's half, mm-hmm. it's... 40 feet, but most of that is underneath the water currently. Uh, as you saw it sinking down and at the top of its maw coming past you as the tusks and the maw started to get smaller and the smell of rotting meat has dissipated. However, the smell of decomposing organic material is still there. What are you guys going? Um, are we still an initiative? Uh, if you're going downstairs, yes. But if you're staying here, no. Uh, Collar. Yes. I'm assuming I was pretty close to the crack in the in the carapace, right? Yes. So can I look just look out to sort of see how big the crassus is? Because what I want to do is I want to jump through the crack to continue to 
fight the thing. Um, you look over and you see that basically there's wouldn't really be space for you on the head any longer as there is the hybrid spy is on top of it. And because of its shrinking in size... Yeah, it's a um, lot smaller than it was before. It's smaller than it was before, and it is sinking into the sea. That makes it even better for me to jump into the... <laughs> <laughs> that makes it a lot easier for me to jump, because if it's sinking into the sea, then I don't need to worry... Like, if, if I aim correctly, then I can land in the water as opposed to landing on it. You would probably take falling damage because it's... Haha, I can reduce that. It's 30 feet high to land. And because the algae is so thick, it's kind of... As much as you would break the water, there would Mm -hmm. still be a resistance. Okay. But you're welcome. Yes, I'm going to do it anyway because I want to continue to attack. So what I want to do is... So you will remain in initiative. Yes, I'm saying in initiative. As you look out the window, roll perception for me. That was so bad. All my perception rolls. Five. Just, you are just looking at the water. Yep. No problem for you. <laughs> uh, cool. You can you can jump. So you jump and land in the water, and then we'll come. Okay. We'll come to you now. What? How much damage? Uh, Sorry, because I need to know. Six. Six. Okay. Well, I can reduce it because I've got slow falls. So. Okay. As Daria runs past everyone, leaps out the window, and transforms into her full morphic form and you hear a splash as she lands in in the water but it's almost a muted splash as the algae keeps uh, dampens the sound all right what are you guys doing inside so i i ran after radu because i want to because we have to take him with us so you approach him they are busy trying to uh, revive revive all the the semic hybrids that fell out of the growth chambers and he's getting uh the two his two assistants who are still there so the bark skin woman and the other semic hybrid to try and put them on tables within the room and you can see now that you're up close that the spots on their body are actually um pulsating with light Pulsing with light. Uh, the one that is coughing, uh, its light pulsation is um, shining the brightest. So it is radiating light from the spots. Would Mantil recognize any distinction of that with a creature like an octopus or anything? Mm, no. No, no, okay. you wouldn't. She will, um, she will try her damnedest to help them. With okay. Reviving and um, getting them safe as she is and guarding herself. Um, Azar, what are you doing? Um, Azar actually finally takes the time to like look carefully because she didn't see, <coughs> excuse me, sorry, she didn't see that well in the beginning at the, the people in the, the, these chambers. Hmm. And, then she, and then she just says out loud, what are you people doing here? Radu uh, turns to you and he says, uh, help us prepare them for being placed in a chamber and we, we can discuss everything um, everything after that. Uh, we can deal with that later. And his two assistants look at you like, 
there's obviously a situation going on here with our experiment and you want to have a discussion. So they give you side eye. Um, Leah's going to say, no, tell us what's going on now if you want us to help you. The, the one with the bark skin starts leaning over three and says, all right, hold on. And as she places a hand on each of them and they're pulsating, they light, the lights on the spots stop in whatever phase they were of the pulse. So whether they were waxing or waning mm-hmm. and you can see that she's stabilized them. She, so she's going around stabilizing all of them. Uh, the Vidalcan who is coughing, mm-hmm. is still coughing. It's like he's coughing out uh, fluid from his lungs. Mm-hmm. Radu turns to you as well as the Simic hybrid turn mm-hmm. to you. And as they're about to say something, we'll come back to it. <laughs> Wednesday, you dive in after the, after the thing. Uh, it actually is the Simic hybrid that's on top of its turn. It's mm-hmm. going to try and attack it once again. It's slightly harder to attack because it is smaller now and it is moving as it's shrinking. But that does go through as... It uses its grappling appendages to sink the spines into it. And it takes eight points of damage. Uh, The crassus makes a mewling sound, which is slightly different as it continues to cough. It it makes like a... As it's... You can see as you're diving past it... um, Daria, you can see that the tongue, where the poison spray hit it, the base is actually widening, almost as if it's uh, strangling. You know that bloating that can mm. cut off yeah. your breathing? It looks like it's, it's doing that on the crassus. Uh, it brings it to the crassus, which is going to try and lash out with its tongue on top of its head and try and get the the Simic hybrid above it, which it does, and it takes your 68, guys. Jeez. Oh. I should make it half because it's smaller, so 3d8. Mm. Oh, it, no, you only minus its damage by 1d4. By 1d4? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. As it its tongue wraps around its head, hits the, the Simic hybrid on top of its head, dislodges it from its head and sends it splashing into the water. So as you're diving, you see the Simic hybrid falling next to you. Mm. Its body is limp and it hits the surface of the water and remains floating on top of it and is slowly sinking down. It's very clearly dead. Uh, You hit the surface of the water, you come up, you see that you um, are just under the surface level of the water where all the um, algae and plankton is. And the crassus's neck, you can see the lines of the neck coming from the head normally come straight down and then into sort of the body, which is that rounded turtle body. But you see that the neck in this coming directly under the jaw is starting to swell outwards very slowly. Okay. Um, so I want to cast, um, you know, through the Creed of Ula, I want to cast Chill Touch, 
um, which basically means a ghost hand appears wherever I dictate it to appear. The range is 120 feet, mm-hmm. and it deals 1d8 necrotic damage. Perfect. 19. It hits. Seven. You see where where your ghost hand touched it? I'm going to assume also on the jugular again. Mm. I would have aimed for that swelling of the for throat. For the swelling. Yeah. You see that it starts to gain. So it was already this mottled green color. It starts to go a darker brown and then almost black at the center where the ghost hand touched and it's spreading. And it appears to, the swelling has speeded up ever so slightly. The eight people are still running down the stairs and trying to get into the water. And because of the trap door, they can only get into the water one at a time. But because they're all from the Simic Combine, all of them can swim and breathe underwater. That would bring it to the Crassus again as it sinks fully underwater. So now its head is also submerged. And you can see that it's struggling to shut its maw as the tongue in the back of its throat is fully swollen and is actually keeping the maw open. And it appears to be using its arms and legs to and its tail to move backwards and away from the lab and all of you and is trying to swim away, but it's it's struggling as it mules again. But this time the mewling, it doesn't sound like the sound is coming out of its mouth, more that you're hearing the vibration mm. from uh, the throat as nothing can get past the, the tongue. The visuals on this are pretty gross, man. Like, <laughs> I've got to say, like what's happening in my head right now is not pretty. <laughs> Cool. That brings it to the eight extras are now getting into the water and they're all uh, doing their small pieces of damage. Yeah, I mean, they're poking it with sticks at the bottom, basically. (laughs) So uh, maybe six of them get through and they do, in total, all six do ten points of damage. As, As you hear, like little like soft sounds of something moving through the algae so you can hear it underneath just like a (laughs) but the crassus doesn't seem bothered it also now now that it sees that it can't swim away it looks like it's top two paws and the bottom two are trying to reach its throat and it's trying to claw at its own throat uh that brings it to you Wednesday. Okay. So I just need uh, sort of to ask a recap question. The Biomancer Radu, he said, this research is no longer necessary. Is that correct? He did. Okay. I am going to sort of swim up from sort of below it because I, I, I want to hit it in the throat with my spear. But I don't want. I want to come from underneath, not from the side or above, because I want to avoid the maw. Okay, so you're going to swim down and and then swim up. So sort like of do shock. like a little loop de loop and come upwards with the spear. Perfect. You can do that. Uh, roll your attack. Oh God, it's ten. Okay. Yeah, that will hit it. The sun. Yeah. Just one point of damage. Okay, I'm rolling a percentile. 
to see how likely it is what I think will happen will <laughs> happen. So even though you just pricked the the neck, it seemed that the point of your harpoon went through the jugular because you aimed at the necrotic area. Yes. So it easily slipped through the jugular and it pierced the tongue. And please roll a constitution saving throw for oh, me. Fuck. <laughs> Sorry, excuse my language. That was my terrible stat. Oh, thank God. 18. 18. As a poisonous, rotted waft of warm water escapes from the tongue and washes over you, you're fine, but you feel that it subsumes quite a lot of the water. And if you carefully look down, you would see that four of the researchers start sinking to the bottom. As as the crassus stops flailing at its throat and its um, legs and tail go limp and it also starts to slowly descend, as does the... Uh, the biomancer that uh, the simic hybrid that was on top of it. So you're seeing descending bodies in the water, and you're seeing the other four researchers that survived swimming back towards the uh, the trap door. And sadly, the goblin with the fork did not make it. Mm. Okay, oh, um, no, are you going to? I'm going to surface, but not at the lab. I'll- I want to surface from where I basically jumped because that will be the quickest place to surface. Is that correct? Uh, I mean, you could, but you'd have to climb the carapace somehow to get up. Oh, right. Because it's two okay. floors. Okay, so then I'll follow them to the lab because okay. I need to get out of this water now. All right, I'll tell it's you. It's yucky. Okay. I'll tell you when you, all right, when cool. you arrive. So, Thank you. So while this was happening, you heard all that and then all of a sudden you hear silence. Leah and Azar have said, no, you have to explain what's happening. And Mantil is busy reviving the Vidalcan. Mantil, roll perception for me. Uh, 14. As you smell, as you're trying to revive it, and as the, the, the Vidalcan's coughing up um, a mucus, it has that decomposting smell. So it, it's coming from it, it as well. Okay. Um, Radu and the other two, so the other two are trying to revive the other seven Vidalcan-Simic uh, hybrids. Uh, some are human, some are elves, some are Vidalcan. Radu turns to you and he says, did not Zagana tell you what we were doing here? She said you were in trouble. She didn't really give us specifics. She just said that she hasn't heard from you in a while. So she wants us to take you back. And keep it quiet. Uh, well, our research has nearly come to an end. We were planning on heading back soon. She had told us not to not to remain in contact should anything go awry. However, we are behind schedule, so I I imagine she would have thought expected the experiment to be over today, uh earlier today, which is why she sent you here to make sure we'd uh we'd left. What exactly is your research? And then he he walks closer to you. Mm-hmm. and he peers down at you with his trunk and he uses his trunk to sort of pick at your clothes to f- look for your uh, guild symbol. And once he sees it on yourself, uh, Leah and Azar, and he looks and he assumes you're a part of the guild because you're a Simic uh, hybrid, 
He says, well, since we are all part of the Summit Combine, it is part of the upwelling. We are going to release our, our guardians in this area and they will release an adaptive symbiote from the spores in their bodies. As you can see, it's actually quite interesting and he's going to head over to one of the tables. Mantille is like with her book, taking notes, learning everything she can from him. Yeah. Azar, what are you doing? Azar is actually kind of takes a step back as, uh, as Loxodon heads towards the, one of the people. She takes a step back. Because it doesn't sound right. Please roll perception for me, uh, Azar. Okay, hold on. Let's get my d20. <laughs> what's, what's one minus minus two? <laughs> uh, you are just like, this is very serious, guys. What... You are like a horse with blinkers. You are just looking at this Loxon and, and you're thinking, have I seen a Loxodon before? I don't know. Because um, they are highly they are highly unusual in the Simic Combine. So you, you are looking at it pretty confused. Um, also, dice jail is a thing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Leah? Okay. Um, yeah, so Leah is also very, like, she's getting, like, super bad vibes from it. So she's, like, her guard is up. Okay. She's, she's, she's going to keep her daggers in her hands. Okay, so you're going um, to get them because they weren't in your hands before. Yeah, so you're no, just no, going no. to surreptitiously. Yeah, but um, I don't want... Um, I don't want Radu or the other two, his other two minions to see that I do have them in my hand. So kind of like behind my, I don't know how to explain it. So you're behind you're your forearms. Yeah, your behind forearms. my forearms. Yeah. Uh, roll stealth for me. Mantil will be asking other questions on what the symbiote does and what is the goal. And Fourteen. The Radu doesn't appear to, to see it. He, as he's explaining, as he's leaning over the body, he says, as you can see, we've uh, inserted spores, uh, thanks to, and he points to the one with the bark skin. And as you, as you look at, at her, you realize she's probably from the Golgari clan, and that's also why their laboratory is probably here. As she has spores, and you didn't notice it in the heat of combat, but there's spores sort of hanging around her. Um, around her body uh, and she has that sweet smell of decay around her, just a slight bit of it um, which is also, it's, it's odd for uh, Gulgari to move to Simic combine as well, especially a druid of the, spores, the circle yeah. of spores and he says thanks to uh, Kersey we have been able to uh, hybridize the spores and what it will do is once released from uh from the host and our guardians it will permeate the whole of ravnica uh, as the chasm will act like a funnel towards the top and the hot air will rise and um expand it over 
but at least the 10 districts of Ravnica, the outskirts, we will have to uh, probably redo, re recreate this experiment, um, which will genetically change all organic material uh, within Ravnica to be better suited to the environment, so less reliant on uh, the city and the Izzet League's technology, but not fully reliant on nature as the Selesnia conclave, I think. Uh, and we hope that this evolution would actually be, uh, because we've placed it in host bodies, would be uh, extremely fast-moving, and we could hope to see uh, all the organic material evolving in three days. This is fascinating. And what do you hope, do you just hope for better survival rates? Are you trying to develop a new type of organic material? Um, at this, you will be heading up. And the, the researchers have all scattered on the other two levels to check on the other growth chambers to check how they were doing. So it's just you, Daria. Yeah. Uh, you head up and you uh, would see this. Uh, he says, well, we... We hope to have more. And he smiles uh, past the tusks uh, and the smile widens around the tusks coming out of the Loxodon's mouth. And he says, well, we hope that all the other guilds will see the world as we do. And upon changing their organic form, there's no way that they couldn't. Uh, they would, like myself and Kersey, see the truth of the Simic combine. So you're telling me that other people have not agreed to this changing? You're going to force it on them? Uh, can yourself, Azar, and Leah please roll perception? I've gotten rid of the tray. This better work. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay. Um, oh. Six. Six for Leah. Sixteen. Sixteen for for you, uh, Azar. As you're saying this, you see that the Simic hybrid has moved away from the tables and is walking slowly up behind yourself and Leah, sort of placing themselves in between you. They're going to come up in between the two of you. Leah, you don't notice anything. Mm -hmm. uh, the Loxodon turns to you, Azar, and he says, well, nature has always evolved around without anyone's will. We have the will of the guardians and the will of the Simic behind us. That is enough. But you're not nature. It's <laughs> different. Uh, please, can everyone... Sorry, I have a question Darn? before yep. you do this. Did I hear the end bit of that conversation? Yes. Okay, I just wanted to be sure that I heard it. Okay. Yeah, so you've heard everything from uh, when... Uh, when they... When Mantil, sorry, learning everyone's characters' names. When Mantil uh, asks, and what is the purpose of... Oh, the, okay. Okay, great. I just wanted to be sure that I uh, heard it. What would you have done? Are you walking fully into yes, the room? Yes, I'm walking fully head, into the room. You yeah. would be... So where everyone is placed is... The Loxodon Radu is at a table, which is sort of in the center, and there's Simic hybrids on it, a Simic hybrid on it. Uh, the Vidalkin that you were helped is also on a table uh, nearby. 
Mantille, Leah, and Azar are closest to the carapace, so further away from you, Daria, and they're on the edges. Behind Leah and Azar is uh, the Simic hybrid. Uh, the box-skinned uh, woman is sort of where the Vidalcan is on the other table, so to the right of the Loxodon, so between you and you're behind them closest to the cliff face. Okay. Are you walking forward? Yes, I'm walking forward and I want to actually, so I see the guy coming up behind them. Do I see him? Uh, you see the Simic hybrid woman coming up. Oh, the woman, okay. Can Am I allowed to speak or are you, yeah, no, you planning can. something? Okay, so I'm going to call out like quite loudly and quite firmly, um, Hold back your spy. We are all adaptationists here. We believe in your cause. Um, as, as Daria shouts that you, Leah and Azar, you see that the uh, Simic hybrid behind, was behind you. Yeah. And its arms, which also have spikes coming through, and but you couldn't see them because it almost looked like the, the spikes were camouflaged and they were extracted outside of the arm but have now sort of gone closer towards the arm and you can see a slight glint of daggers in, in the eyes or in hands daggers eye glinting <laughs> daggers no in in the hands of the of the hybrid okay and and she says and she says well then they should stop speaking treason and she looks at each of you uh, Including Mantil. No, Leon oh, okay. I was about to be like, what? <laughs> so out of game question, do we actually believe in this? It depends, depends on, on your character. Um, so if you want hold fast or up well, because yep. they're very much on the up well side. Also, there's different in the, in the Ravnica book, which is cool, is there's different reasons for being in a, in a, guild and how much you believe in the guild depends. So some people are just in the guild because, you know, it pisses off their parents or some people. Yeah. So uh, what uh, Daria said about being adaptationists. So adaptationists are a faction within Simic Combine that believe uh, they need to evolve nature and evolve humans fast. Well, people, sorry, not humans and evolve people faster so that they can live in perfect balance with the city and the nature. Right. Um, okay. Also, because um, the adaptationists believe um, firmly that war between the guilds is inevitable, and the only way that the Simic Combine can survive is if we can evolve faster. Because what is good for the Combine is good for all. Okay. Yes, because the Combine is about in at its best ideal. In an ideal world, the Simic Combine is about how can we balance nature. And technology, which of all the guilds, I would say, but obviously I would say this because we're the Simic Combine, <laughs> <laughs> is probably the most balanced view and the most balanced ideal. We're okay. a neutral. We're a neutral. A guild. neutral guild. Okay. Um, so what he's proposing to you is that he wants to make everyone in Ravnica a Simic hybrid, in which case there would be no more fighting. So okay. there would not be a war. But yeah, it does depend on your character's ideals. Yeah. Okay. So uh, you don't have to believe in it, uh, in that, because as uh, Mantille mentioned, there is the belief of hold fast, which is nature will 
take its course. Yeah. And we just need to protect it to let it take its course. Nature and evolution and science. Okay, cool. All right. So she mentions uh, then stop speaking treason. What are you doing, Azar? She's kind of like, mm, that's still not right, though. I'm part of the Simic thing, but I'm, uh, it's not right. I but feel like that's your decision to make. Yeah, that is your decision to make. And from what you've read, and I would imagine it, at the very least, this experiment is not going to be controlled because it's yeah. spores being released into the air. So at, at least, minimum, it's at not least controlled. For Mantille's side, she is a guardian. So it's not like she would be against other people becoming that, whether it was their choice or not, because she thinks it's she's got a very different view as of a Vidalcan because of the fact that she's gone through this and she chose to experiment on herself. So it's not like she's got the clear view of, yes, I want to help towards this cause. She's just absolutely fascinated with that to the point of if the whole world became a, a, a simic hybrid, it's for her, that would just be the most fascinating thing. So she sits in a very different place to probably a lot of the people on the clade. Yeah. Clave. Clade. Clade. Guild. Well, it's the, the guild. You are a clade. So yeah. the four of you are a clade and Radu and his his research team are a clade. Um, so, yeah, it is up to you. Um, cool. So that's what she says. So, Azar, what are you doing? Well, she turns – who, who, who um, spoke of treason? Was it that – The Simic hybrid behind you. The Simic hybrid behind me. Um, I don't know how to argue because I uh, – um, okay, so I was just like, do something. Okay, do you want to tell me in in character what your what you want to do, and um, I mean out of character what your plan is, and we can see what what you you could do. It's not necessarily it's it's the argument about like treason. It's not it's not treason. So uh, argue it. Uh, so argue the concept and roll persuasion for me. Oh my god. Okay. I don't even really know what I want to argue, but I'm going to do it anyway. Oh my goodness. Uh, Dice jail. So, nine, 12. And and I could say would would treason not be fighting nature instead of what? Yeah, instead of letting it be to take its course. You you say that, and um, can Kirsten and Wednesday, you guys are adaptationists, right? Mm. Yeah. Well, Please I roll uh, roll insight for me. No. Unnatural 20. Unnatural 20. Your beliefs are not swayed at all? Well, I, well I'm basically, like, strangely a fanatic, which neither fits with anything that I actually am, but I am fanatical about being an adaptationist. So I don't think I'd be swayed either way. Okay. Mantil. You, you, Ooh, Mantil. Mantil uh, rolled the six. You are not swayed in your thinking, but you don't see Leah and uh, Azar as being treasonous. Perhaps it's because you have in your mind, they are your clade now. And you like, maybe they don't know enough. Maybe they just need some more education. To your way of thinking. So you're less harshly judgmental towards. As you say that, Azar, you see the Radu, Kursi, who is the 
uh, bark skinned and you see the Simic hybrid behind you, they all t- um, look at you for a second and then give you a little bit of a side eye as Radu raises the his his trunk ever so slightly and his eyebrows along with it. And he says, evolution is, a, is part of nature and to stop evolving is to die. Would you want the Simic Combine to die? And then you hear ever so slightly, it's almost like a, a crack as the Simic Hybrid's spines fully extend out of her forearms behind you. I have... I have one question. Why create Krakis? Ah, oh, the Krasis was for protection of of the lab. Unfortunately, we were so focused on the growth chambers that and the guardians we hadn't paid attention enough attention to the Krasis. Um it was to protect us and hide us should the Zoria Senate ever decide to investigate us. At that Kersey's going to come past and whisper to Radu and he's going to nod his head and he's going to look at everyone. And he says, specifically to Leah and Azar, he says, now is your time to choose. The lab is set to uh, explode. And you might have wondered why I was not worried that our carapace shell has been broken and you would notice, uh, Daria, that when you came up the stairs that at the lower levels, the carapace is coming away from the cliff. Okay. He's like, it is set to explode uh, shortly. Um, and with the explosion, all the guardians will release their spores. You mean we- like, wait, you mean like kill guardians? No, they would live on. But how would they live on if you explode lab? That is their purpose, to release their spores as, and as their spores evolve and change the organic oh, materials. No, no, no. I'm not, I am not with this. I am with guardians helping and create a better city, but not if they have to die to do it. And then she will cast bestow curse on him. Okay, everybody roll initiative. Uh-huh. Nuh-uh. Don't kill my kind. Guys, I hate my dice. All right, what did everyone roll on initiative? Leah got a four. <laughs> well done, Leah. Thank you. <laughs> Azar got 18. Azar, 18, nice. Uh, 10. 10 for Mantil. Mantil, 10, but I'll let you... Uh, surprise attack. Surprise attack. Okay. 11. 11 for... Uh, all right, so Azar, you will go after Mantiel. So Mantiel, bestow your curse or okay. attempt to. So she wants to bestow curse. Um, Ruda, Ruda? Radu. Radu needs to make a wisdom saving throw. 21. Damn, he does. Um, Did you say he dies? I'm like, does. I don't think it works he that way. He does save. He does save. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, I don't know if you would let her like use her tentacles in any way or anything, but uh, not in this round okay, because cool. they wouldn't be able to. They're actually. It would be in another attack yeah. for them to do anything. All right, Azar, that brings it to you. 
Um, okay, so the sorry, the, this because we're on the stairs, right? Uh, no, so you are nearest to the carapace behind you. You can see Daria in ahead of you, as well as Radu and Kersey, and behind them is the staircase and the cliff face. Oh, so we're on like a, a level plane. Yeah, so you're in the room. Oh, okay. All right, we were walking and talking. Uh, what's the room made of? What material is the room made of? If you don't mind me asking. The floor uh, appears to be some kind of uh, ferro-concrete. It's probably made out of something the Izzet League makes. Um, and the walls, the window basically is that carapace, which is uh, all along the sides. It is um, cracked because the giant gaping hole the crass is made in it uh, splintered cracks along the sides. Uh, and so who's the most, who's the biggest threat to, 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 to me or anyone yeah. who's like the biggest threat, who's an imminent danger at the moment? Uh, I think you would take the Simic hybrid behind you called, uh, okay. Voca. Uh, I'm just going to say that because it's easier for me in the fight. Her, her name is Voca because you, she definitively menacingly cracked her her spines out. So she's highly likely to attack you. The spines against her forearms. And she's in the closest. Closest. Okay. I'd like to cast mold earth. And what that is, is you choose a portion of dirt or stone that you can see within range. And that fits within a five foot cube. You manipulate it in one of the following ways. At the top. The orb of Watsi. Yeah, it's the orb of Watsi. If you target an area of loose earth, you can instantaneously excavate it. Wait, does does a crack count as loose earth? You know what? I'll count the carapace's crack and the shattered window as as loose. Okay, move it along the ground and deposit it up to five feet away. This movement doesn't have enough force to cause damage. So yeah, basically what I'm trying to do is I'm just trying to move uh, the the person, the, the lobster person away from me. So I just want to push them away with the cast earth. Well, because the carapace is behind you, uh, you would need to bring the, you, and you can only move up five feet, you would need to bring the shattered pieces of carapace uh, towards her, and then in another one, move her backwards. This uh, this setting is is actually quite uh, inverted commas modern in that uh, the buildings are very well made. Uh, there's what seems to be steam power and I- inverted commas magical electricity. So there's elevators and things in this. So the floor would be smooth, concrete smooth. Okay, I'm gonna. Can I change my my spell cast? My cast. I'm of course. Yeah. All right. I want to do it to hold hold person. Okay. Choose a humanoid that you see within range. The target must succeed a wisdom saving throw, which is fourteen, or or be paralyzed for the duration. At the at the end of each of its turns, the target can make another wisdom saving throw. On a success, the spell ends the target. Okay, so does 14 beat your wisdom? It's my saving is 14. Attack slash save is 14. Okay, so it meets. So it doesn't happen. Unfortunately. So you turn to her and you realize because she was wary of you already, she braced herself a little bit and she steeled her will against you. 
Do you want to move? Um, okay, yes, and I'm going to move. <laughs> Where are you going to move to? Uh, away from her. Uh, <laughs> Good job. Are you going to move closer towards the staircase and towards Daria or closer towards the outskirts of the room? It is a semicircle, so you're on the furthest edge of the semicircle, so that the most rounded section. Yeah, nearest the hole in the window. I'm not going to move towards the hole in the window, so away from the hole in the window. Maybe let me move a little bit towards Daria. You can get next to her. So walk around and get next to her. You can get there. Sorry, run. Although you don't have to double move. Okay, that brings it to Kersey, who is going to... You see the spores on her skin start to leave her body as they go in a column towards uh, towards Yulia. Mm-hmm. Please make a constitution saving throw. Just do it. 19. And the spores waft around you and you can smell that sweet decay, but nothing happens. Uh, she is going to move closer to uh, Radu and she's going to touch him with one of her hands. And then that brings it to Voka, who is going to try and attack you again, Leah. Mm-hmm. Does 15 hit your armor class? Yep. Okay. Please take five points of damage. Okay. As she takes her, her daggers and thrusts them both in your back. And okay. pulls them out. And she says, you're not leaving here alive. Uh, that then brings it to you, you, Daria. Okay. So I'm just going to talk. Is that all right? For my action, I just want to talk. Okay. Do you want to try and, you know, do something with your talking? Like achieve an outcome? Yes. So okay, I want cool. to. So, yes. So can I speak and then you tell me what I need to Yeah, know? speak and then I'll okay. tell you what your outcome might be. All right, so 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 Daria is going to uh, step forwards in front of, well, sort of to stand in front of Azar, um, and she's going to say, "With all due respect, Biomancer Radu, I cannot allow you to do this for the following reasons." And because she's a deep sage, she spends a lot of time thinking to herself, so she thinks out loud. Mm -hmm. So she's just going to sort of state her reasons. So she goes, number one, yes, like probably, like this is how she actually is going to speak. I cannot let you do this for the following reasons. Number one, you cannot kill guild members. War within the combine is um, is not what the adaptationists are about. We cannot fight each other if we wish to improve the world and to let um, all see our ways. Number two, you cannot release the spores into the water because that monster that you created has now poisoned the water, so your spores would likely become inert. Number three, there is one that I must protect, so I cannot allow you to release aforementioned spores into the water in any case. And the final reason is that we don't know what those spores are composed of, and if they are from your colleague, well, our colleague, Kersey, and they released that scent of decay, 
they might likely be dangerous as well. We cannot afford to infect the general populace with something that might, that might be dangerous and in that way uh, reduce the reputation of the Simic Combine. Okay, raw persuasion. Because you're not doing a performance, it's fact. No, it's fact, yeah. And, and you're not deceiving him because that's what you believe. Sure. That persuasion, yeah? Yeah, persuasion. Okay, 16. Uh, he turns to you and he says, I see you believe it, uh, fellow uh, member of the Guardians. However, and it is his turn. And as he's talking to you, he holds out his hand toward his, um, basically his, his uh, leg because it's, he's elephantine. Um, and so he doesn't actually have fingers, so it's not a hand. Um, he holds out his leg towards uh, Voka, who is the Simic hybrid, and beckons her by bending it uh, and calls her towards himself. And he says, um, you are incorrect because it is not war within the Combine. All of our guardians, as you know, all offer themselves up quite happily to this. And at that, you hear the Vidalcan, who was awake. He says, indeed, it is our honor. As, he, as he's still coughing, he coughs and shouts, indeed it is our honor from the table. And at that, everyone can see that the, the spores, are, that the whole room is emanating, almost like a disco ball. There's a lot of flashing lights coming from singular points. And Voka says, I had hoped to take uh, you with me. However, I see your conviction is strong and I will allow that to continue. Um, he says, Additionally, the heat from the explosion will send the spores up into the air, so the water is not the concern. And he's going to hold his action, other than speaking, so he didn't try and persuade you, he just stated it. Uh, that brings it to you, Leah, as okay. he's talking. Um, Leah wants to cast sleep. Cool. Um, On who? So isn't, I just want to see... Isn't sleep an area a spell? Yeah. Oh, yes, yeah. Yeah. I assume you're going to use quite a high uh, spell level. And yeah. since you're a fifth, you can go up to level three with your spells. So you can roll 8d8. Oh, look at all the dice and math. <laughs> okay. 23. 23. Okay. So where are you going to direct your... So I am directing it at... Um, the chicky with the spikes. spikes and the elephant man and the, the one that's emitting spores. Okay. So the, the woman with the spikes, uh, the Simic hybrid, falls asleep immediately. She collapses to the floor. Um, everyone else looks wide awake. Okay. That's good enough for me. All right. Azar, that brings it to you. So uh, Daria is standing in front of you. Did the other people fall asleep? Only the Simic hybrid in the distance, so the one closest to Leah. Oh, okay. And then, but the um, Loxodon didn't. No, so the Loxodon and the and the bark skinned woman are fine. Okay, 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 okay. Let's see, let's see, let's see. Uh, okay, so you know, uh, everyone like did history and biology and stuff like that, ne? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're all scientists. <laughs> we're we're all scientists here. And and heat supposedly kills spores, ne? 
Not necessarily. Not necessarily. It depends on the spore. Yeah, it depends on the spore. And also you you think because of the humidity mm-hmm. of the area of the death bridge chasm, you feel like they would survive – like the heat just makes it like a nice warm – sauna for them to cook in you know ordinary spores neither are yeah because also you you would imagine that the host bodies give them extra strength like germs so germ spores all right so i'm i'm going to try uh and sorry what did the loxodon do when he saw that the 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 shrimp person fell asleep nothing nothing Okay. Shrimp. Sorry, it's like lobster. There's thingies. It's shrimp. <laughs> <laughs> it's shrimp okay, uh, I'm gonna go for. I'm gonna try again. Hold person, and I'm gonna direct it at the loxodon. Okay, cool. What does it need to make again? Uh, Choose a humanoid. You can see within range. They must succeed a wisdom saving throw of three. It's crit fail. It's fine. <laughs> he is held. He's how okay. When you cast a spell using a, a third, a slot of third level or higher, you can no. I don't think I have it at no. I've only got it at second. Okay. Well, you can choose to use a third level spell slot. Oh, I've got it. God damn. Okay. I mean, sorry, sorry, sorry. Um, all right. Yeah, I'm using the third level spell slot. Spell slots, right? Okay. So what does that do now? No, that just means you can target one more person, right? So let's 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 hit that other one. The the spore lady. The bog, bark skin, the bork skin. The bork. That's the dog version. The bork. Bork, bork. <laughs> She's like the spore lady. Um, sorry, it's the wisdom, hey? So does 13, 13 make it? No, no, it does not. They are both held. They are both held. Okay. Uh, and then movement. Yeah, you can move. So what what breaks hold person if your concentration breaks or if someone no, attacks can them? Try do the save again on their turn. Okay, so we're still in initiative. Yeah, so you can move. Sorry, can again. Okay, so I'd like. Uh, does anybody have uh, anything to? I don't know. What should I do with them? You can ask so the this, group. This is your question. <laughs> Throw them in the water. I mean, you can ask this to the group. Yeah. No, but doesn't hold person break? If you could, you can ask us in, in character or you can do something. <laughs> yeah, you can't meta. <laughs> what should we do now? Should we run? Should we kill them? They've been held. What do we do? We cannot kill those within our own guild. Look, the thing is the paws are, the spores. <laughs> spores. The paws. <laughs> the spores are still going to um, explode into the air. So we need to stop it. We need to get rid of the explosion device. Where's the explosion device? Does anybody have any truth theorem? Maybe we can ask them where the device is. The the GM's doing a lot of rolling, so I'm not sure exactly what's happening right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so that would bring it to the end of your turn, uh, Azar. So while this talking is happening, that brings it to Voka and Kersey. Uh, Voka's sleeping. Uh, Kersey is going to try and break I from the person. I feel like I haven't person. had my turn in ages. <laughs> no, it's because you went... Uh, because of your surprise round. So this is mm-hmm. only round two, and you rolled poo, so you have to wait for everyone else oh, now. okay. Because <laughs> you went first, and then now you're going quite far down the list. Uh, okay, but did I get far. a chance in the first round? You did. Your surprise attack was the first round. Oh, no, because surprise attack works 
you have that round. Yes, and then, and then no have, one else. Yeah, okay, so, so no, you didn't. I lied. Didn't okay, go. you go. All right. Um, Apologies. She wants to look for any explosion device in the room that she could probably disarm. You realize because you were helping the Vidalcan mm. and because you are Simic hybrid yourself, you mm. realize that they would be the explosion. Shit. And the fact that the pulsating is happening brighter and faster. This is such a moral conundrum. So, you know, you can still do something else because you wouldn't need to roll investigation for that. She's going to start. um, And you see now that, um, okay. The Vidalkin's flashing. They're all flashing. Everyone is flashing faster and brighter. Guys. Honestly, I don't think that we're going to be able to stop this. I think the only way is to either chuck them all into the bottom of the chasm and hope for the best and run or stay here and die because I don't know if they're going to get out of these growth chambers. They'll just explode. This breaks my heart. I don't know what to do. So let me get this straight. They will die. No matter what. But this Vidalkin says it's his honor to die. So I am very confused. I thought it was a self-survivalist thing. I must be of the other simic hybrid. I'm very, I'm having a moment of crisis. I think I need to leave. Okay. What, uh, are you going to do anything on this, on this, your previous round? She, she, she wants to take the Vidalkin and actually chuck him into... In the water. In the water, like done it. Okay, roll strength for me. Okay. So while you're talking and you're like, I'm yeah. having a moral like, kind of journey. You're dragging a body <laughs> out of a laboratory. <laughs> I'm very confused. That's what is happening. Twelve. Uh, Look, he he's he's limp or whatever. So limp or whatever. He's limp. Uh, so you can drag him across, mm. and you can push him over the carapace's edge, but it's got to scrape his body because there's no way you can actually, you can't lift him up and out. And the tentacles won't be able to help. Mm. Okay, no, your tentacles will help. So you can throw him out the window. Yeah. Like she literally chucks him out the window and is looking to see if the crack is, because the only way she thinks that she can stop the explosion is if she, we give all the simic hybrids to the crackers. Uh, crackers. You, you look below, you can't see the crassus at all. Mm. Um, and... The Vidalcan falls out the window and looks at you as he as he descends uh, with a confused look on his face. And then he closes his eyes and crosses his arms over his chest and the pulsating and the light becomes lighter. He's going to explode. So um, that was your previous round, yeah, that's as it. you were discussing. I'm sorry that, that we missed it. So this brings it to this round again mm. with Kersey and she's going to try and break free of hold person, which... She does, and then she says, there doesn't appear to be any time left, and she turns to the Loxodon, and she kisses him. This is not acceptable behavior. (laughs) brings it to Radu, who's going to try and break hold person. He doesn't, but you can see that he he fights, and he he closes his eyes as she kisses him um, on on his mouth. Mm -hmm. And it looks like his trunk is almost wrapping around her shoulders to hug her. And that then brings it to you, Daria. Okay, so. It is a tense situation. Okay. Um, so this Vidalcan going out the window, right, mm. 
has he he hasn't hit the water yet. He's just pulsating in the air. Like I need to know sort of positioning. Like where are we? What are we doing? No, he's falling. He's falling. Uh, he'll hit the water before you could get to him. Okay. But so now I'm wondering if I can do this. As he hits the water, can I enclose him in ice? Because I've got something called shape the flowing river. So if I spend a point of key, I can choose an area of water or ice and change it. And I can reshape and move it. You can. Um, I'm going to possibly suggest something to you as the okay. GM. Mm-hmm. Um, because I think it might make a nice story, but it is up to you. Okay. You realize that the room is pulsating with light from everywhere. Okay. And you can see reflecting actually off the fog in the, the chasm, so mm. through the, the window. Yeah. Pulsating, that's obviously coming from the upper levels of yes. the lab and the, the lower levels. The lab, so yeah. there's uh, a stomach hybrid They're bombs all going everywhere. to explode, yeah. There is fluid from all the growth chambers ah, that fell. yes, but I, oh, that is limit it's limited though. But if I if I so for, like I understand what you want what you want me to do. Can what I I'm spend, suggesting, not what I'm No, but I mean okay, what you, you are suggesting, do. but it yeah. is a damn good idea because they are suspended in amniotic fluid. If I spend all five key points, can I use that to freeze the inside of all of the tanks? In the room or not? Or in the room, but you realize that. Oh, no, I mean like of the, do you know what I in mean? In the of, whole lab. In the whole lab. No, because you realize there's, I mean, there were 30 on the level below you minimum. Yeah. And who can say how many is up top and around here, there were 50. Yeah, because it's 30 feet. However, you are only four people. Ah. Hang on. I'm having a crisis of conscience here. <laughs> I think we all could I could I don't know if this would help, but I mean, could I say to um So I'll allow the conversation to continue. Okay. So, so if I you s- want to say something, speak now. These might be your last yeah. words. I say to Daria, I have a spell which is I don't know if this has anything to do with it, but it's enhanced ability. So if I could maybe obviously when it's my turn, maybe give her like bears endurance or like bull strength, would that work? Uh, you realize that because she's a spellcaster, those things probably won't help her. They're more for fighters oh, and constitution. Are we still on initiative at this moment? We are, yeah, but I'm sorry. just saying okay. we can have we a conversation. Can have a conversation Honestly, I think we need to run. I also have Shape of Water, which allows me to bring water in. Oh, some I can't freeze it, but maybe you can. So I can maybe bring more If she water. brings the water into the lab... Can we do something? So you can shout at her that you need water, but it would have to go in your turn order. Yeah. Okay, so you're going to take that and hold your action until the water arrives. So I'm going to hold my action until the water arrives because if I can freeze the room, they need the heat to release the spores. And also, but they if are, I can cool the, the water. But the simic hybrids are in water already. They're going to explode regardless of whether the water no, is No, but there if or the not. water is cool. Cold enough, yeah. Then the spores can't be released because of the hot air. But also, there is a thing where if you submerge it like in ice cold water, because of the temperature drop, it won't be able to activate. It's like with a bomb. It's like okay. it's sort of like a okay. plant thing. Uh, so, she's got an idea. Okay. But I, that Obviously, I have to wait till You're my going turn. to hold your action. So I'm going to hold my water. action until the water sort of floods the lab. Okay. Leah, 
it actually brings it to you now. Okay. Leah is going to... Mantil's going to shout, I have an idea. Can't I use my wild magic? Mm, no, it has to uh, trigger. be triggered. Okay. Uh, yeah, then Leah will hold her action. To do what? Yeah. To fly. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> Are you going to hold, hold your action to jump out the window? Yeah, so to fly. Okay. So if what happens? If the place explodes. You're going to jump out the window. So you're preparing to run if it explodes. It's, so I have like, can I have a few options? No. No. <laughs> okay, so the minute. it would also take double movement to run to the window. And then I'm going to say it's going to take that extra amount of movement to make sure you jump far Away okay, from well, the I do have this thing lab. called um, Expeditious Retreat. Oh, yeah, you can just set it to cast that, which basically blinks you out of here and takes you somewhere. That's terrible. Yeah. I mean, sorry, no, it doesn't blink you. It just means you can escape very quickly. Am I allowed to? So it only works on me. I, I mm. can't, like, just touch it someone and then. We all have Expeditious Retreat. As okay. part of the guild. guild spell. It's because we're scientists and we know shit explodes. Okay, yeah. perfect. So Getting I'm going to make that as a suggestion to everybody and be like, guys. Let's expedite our retreat. There we go. And then you're going to hold that action yeah. for if it explodes. Cool. Okay, just it's hold on. Expedite. I just want to see what that. it actually does. Okay. Uh, the Orb of Wotsu. This spell allows you to move at an incredible pace. When you yeah, cast so the spell run. and then as a bonus action on each of your turns until the spell ends, you can take the dash action. Yeah, so it gives you double speed. Double speed. Perfect. Mm. Um, okay, Azar, that brings it to you. There is all the liquid, which is some of it is water from the growth chambers. So you could basically pull the water from there, which would separate it. There is quite a lot. I mean, it was full growth yeah. chamber tanks full, and I said seven tanks had explo- had broken. Seven tanks had exploded, so those people are dead, right? No, they're on the table and they're growing. pulsating. Oh, and growing. Uh, very quickly, uh, b- 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 the, the, the people who were on the level Please. below, are they submerged in water already, or would I need to bring water up there? Up to there? Uh, the water's two levels below you. So I don't think you'd get the water up there. Um, also, please make a constitution saving throw for me. Okay. No, no, I make it. Oh, man. My constitution saving throw. Hold on. It's five. Guys. You are struggling to see anything as the lights are blinding you in, in the room. So to do your spell, you'd have to roll disadvantage. So roll your d20 twice. Get a good number. Okay. Three. You can't see that water. I can't see the water. You are just blinded by the variations in in the strobe. Basically, it's like a strobe at this point. And because they're all going at different rates, uh, you can't become accustomed to the strobe. So I can't see the water. You can't see it. And if, so if I, if I cast the spell, will it not automatically find water? No, you no, have you to have be to able see to see it. it. Ah, sorry. I'm sorry, Mantil. I can't see anything. No, Daria, Daria, I cannot see. <laughs> Mantil's just waiting <laughs> to get on Then in that case, can I hold action then? You can. What are you going to hold it for? Until you can see again. Yeah. Okay. All right, what I'll do for that, because it Sorry, is going to be on. at the start of... Mm-hmm. Can I change? Yeah. I'm not going to hold action. Is 
fog not considered a form of liquid that can freeze? No. Nah. Mm, okay. I mean, I suppose it's it's watery. Okay, I'm gonna hold. I'm gonna hold action to try and bring in more water if there's any problems. Let's go. Okay, cool. Uh, that brings it to Kersey, and you can see uh, she is crying and she is holding onto uh, Radu. Radu's going to try and um, is break the hold person. He doesn't. Uh, you can see his mouth, um, his trunk is, the edge of it is just softly moving up and down on uh, Kersey's back, almost like stroking her. And his his mouth is the edges are tilted up in a slight smile. Uh, that brings it to you, Montiel. Please roll Constitution saving throw. Crit fail. You can't see shit. Okay, she doesn't strokes. need to, mm-hmm. uh, but she's gonna cast tidal wave. Okay. Okay. Oh, and so then there's the water. Of what's <laughs> All right. But what she wants to do is she she kind of wants to. Yell, run. She wants to grab whichever of her clade is closest to her, cast Tyler Wave and jump out the window and glide. You can't take everyone. You can't take anyone with you because to cast and to move, because you're right by the window because you threw that guy out, you'd have to run into the room, run back, jump away. So I'm I'm not going to allow you to take anyone with you. Can I can I ask a question about the tidal wave? Is your aim to wash the lab away, or is your aim to fill the lab with water? Okay, to fill. So it to bring okay. it in through the window and hopefully yeah. Douse so basically the it yeah. goes you conjure you conjure up a wave of water that crashes down on an area within range. The area can be up to thirty feet long, up to ten feet wide, and up to ten feet tall. Each creature in the area must make a dexterity saving throw. On a failed save, a creature takes 4d8 bludgeoning damage and is knocked prone. On a successful save, a creature takes half as much damage and isn't knocked prone. The water then spreads out across the ground in all directions, extinguishing unprotected flames in its area and within 30 feet of it, and then it vanishes. Okay. And Sorry, another reason why I won't let you grab anyone is because mm. you can't see shit. You at least know where the window is, so you have to jump out. Okay. Um, that, cool. Everyone make your deck saving throws. Would that also work for some of us who've held our action to... I'm going to let you use your held action uh, to have advantage because you were getting ready to run. She was doing expeditious retreat, yeah. though. Yeah. So. so you'll have advantage on your deck saving throw. Perfect. And if you survive it, you can absolutely run. Deck saving throw. The sleeping person does not uh, make their deck saving throw. Neither does Radu or Kersey. 18. Okay. 15. So you succeed, you only take half. What do you okay. need to succeed? Uh, 14. 14. So you succeed as well, Nicole. What did you get, uh, Kut? I got 14. Awesome. You match, so you succeeded. succeed. Okay, so everyone succeeded. I need nice. one more D8 plus. Yeah. Okay. So all the succeeds only take half damage and are not prone. The ones who fail are knocked prone and take the full damage. Sure. 14 for full damage and half would be seven. Okay. So So we take seven. seven. All right. You can expeditious retreat, but first I'm going to let Wednesday do her action because she held her action first. There's now water. Okay. So because of the amount of water, can I use all my keys. So all I'll five let points it for the story wise, even though it's not necessarily mechanics wise. Yeah. To to basically to I don't know, cool or freeze or whatever. 
the area, so where the water is, basically, to cool the water. Okay. Um, I don't think I need to roll for that. I just need to spend key. Okay, cool. So I've spent all of them, all yes. five points. Okay, so what happens? A massive tidal wave comes as you see um, – sorry, character names? Mantil. <laughs> Mantil. Uh, tentacles wiping at her her eyes as she's struggling to see and as she turns and launches herself out the window as she launches herself out the window in comes the tidal wave her arms spread out and uh, the membranes and the the spotted the, they're like independent wings yeah so sprout they, from her back but they look like membranes they're oh. spotted i even Mentor got a picture things, for you yeah. spotted spotted I ones i got a pictures for you that extend I'll send yes. you a picture. Give me a second. Uh, that extend up and out of her back and spread out to glide as a tidal wave comes up into the lab's main floor and swashes across everyone. Everyone manages to steady themselves against it because it probably only comes to most of your um, highest, probably your hip. Mm-hmm. And as you steady yourself... Everyone can see that Leah's turning to run out the out the window. Um, I assume you you can cast it even if you were blinded. So I'm not yeah. going to make you do uh, the Constitution saving throw. Okay. The water starts to freeze, and wherever it touches the guardians and the Simic hybrids, you see it starts to. So the bottoms of the growth chambers start to. Uh, ice upwards and as it ices the pulsating starts to flash less a little less so you have frozen all the water in the room yeah um i'm gonna assume everyone knew she was gonna freeze the Mm -hmm. water so that everyone sort of jumped up so that they could be on top of the ice which you don't need to be able to see. You just sort of need to jump. You need to know, like, <laughs> Just oh. go up. <laughs> yeah. um, and because your deck saves were fine, I'll allow it. And as the ice freezes over, it hasn't stopped the pulsating at the tops of the chambers. So from their chests upwards and their heads, it's still pulsating very brightly and the strobes are still going on. You can expeditious retreat. So you also run mm-hmm. out and leap out the window at that... Daria, it becomes your turn once again because that was your hold action turn. Mm-hmm. It becomes your turn. Okay. Just so you know, I'm Manta gliding down. Yeah. Uh, Mantille is would we beautifully have, gliding down. Would we have landed close together? Uh, no. Because Mantille is gliding. Go like this. She can go at a distance and land and further like across this. and you're going <laughs> to dive down. Okay, cool. No, the reason I'm asking is because of that cap of water breathing. But they oh, no, didn't choose I've, their one I hour I can breathe breathing. for an hour. So oh, she okay, goes, cool. We don't need it just She's yet. She's okay. Um, but look at you looking after your team. I know. Okay. I'm going to run and dive out the window again, aiming for the pool. Cool. Uh, please roll your con, institution savings rate. Four. Okay, please roll a percentile for no, me. No, it's not four, it's five, sorry. Oops. Not that it makes much of a difference. If it's higher than 50, you know where the window Ooh, is. Oh, 21. Uh, you're stumbling and coming across and you don't manage to get out. Um, And that brings it to you, Azar, you have one last action. I have one last action? Uh, Mm -hmm. How far am I from the window? You are nearest to the cliff face, actually. 
some quite so far. <laughs> You'd have to use both your actions to run. And you can use Expeditious Retreat. It is something you have. Why didn't I use that? Oh, hold on. Do you want to... I'll let you retcon can it. I use and, that? I'm allowed okay. to. Okay. Yes. As, are you also going to use Expeditious Retreat, Azar? Oh, my God. Why? Oh, I am now. I was going to use As the four of you run, uh, well, the three of you run after the ice freezes, you run and leap out the building. As the four of you leap in your differing styles, one gliding beautifully <laughs> down. A it's like a movie scene. Of like <laughs> run away from the explosion. Cool guys, don't look at explosions. Um, and the the merfolk's legs start to shimmer and change into a tail as the dark elf, the dark elf, um, the Devkaran leaps quite gracefully out. And so does the other Vidalcan. And as you look over your shoulder at the explosion, because we're not cool guys who don't look at explosions. <laughs> exactly. You, you see the bottom two levels and the top two levels and half of the middle level. So the top half um, explode outwards. Uh, carapace shell is flying past you and you, you will take some damage from that, but you will survive. And you are hit by a fog cloud that you breathe in. And what that change will wrought in all your bodies and the rest of Ravnica, one and time can only tell. And that brings us to the end of this, our one-shot adventure. Guys, thank you so, so much for playing. You made it such an awesome adventure. I've got to say, I really, I actually really, really love the Ravnica setting. And I love the Simic Combine. I hope you listen to all the other um, guilds and because I think we've left some little teasers in each other's uh, podcasts about what happens in everyone else's adventures. So please do give them a listen. And a big thank you to Wizards of the Coast and to D20 Dames for including us in this amazing, amazing uh, opportunity. Thank you, Watsi. Thank you all, Bob Watsi. I just want to give this chance to my players to say thank you as always for being such great players uh you can say thank you and bye very quickly starting with nicole <laughs> um yeah guys have a listen this was so much fun for me especially because i'm i still consider myself a new player had tons of fun and um yeah goodbye guys uh just on behalf i think of the southern hemisphere dungeons and dragons playing side of the world <laughs> thank you so much for everyone taking the journey with us and for giving us a listen and a try i hope you enjoyed and i hope to hear more from you soon we would love to hear messages uh from you guys and i would love to hear your stories of what you adventure in ravnica for your adventures in the future thank you and that was kirsten <laughs> and it was kirsten uh quit I know. I think. Sorry, mine's a little bit more personal, people. But it was so much fun to play with you guys again. It was we just so much fun you. to play D and D. Oh, if there's any D and D players in China, aka Chengdu, hit up the people at Dum Dum Die, and I will come find you. How about that? <laughs> yeah. Yay! The the Chengdu can do D and D. How about that? <laughs> I thought we would get through this whole adventure without puns. We nearly did. We nearly <laughs> did. And I actually have a really great pun planned for the end, so wait for it. Oh, God. Uh, Wednesday? 
Okay, for me, thank you everybody for listening and thank you so much Wizards of the Coast for including us on this adventure. It was a lot of fun and for me, like, I'm super excited because I got to play a different character. Um, yes, thank you very much. Bye-bye. From my side, uh, thank you to my players who always make everything an adventurer. Thank you to, as I said, Wizards of the Coast and D20 Dames for allowing us to join this magical gathering. Gantcha, because it's Magic the Gathering. Oh, no way. <laughs> And if you'd like to hear more from us, uh, we are Dum Dum Die, spelled D-U-M-D-U-M-D-I-E. You can find us on all the socials at Dum Dum Die. Or if you'd like to mail us, and if you'd like to get in touch with Kut for Chengdu's D&D, please mail us at Dum Dum Die Pod, spelled D-U-M-D-U-M-D-I-E-P-O-D, at gmail.com. A big thank you to Tristan, who is our sound editor and fellow producer, who makes us sound amazing and tries and makes our all our... <laughs> sound better um, that was the crisis the crisis crisis um, also for making cuts to be able to record with us possible yeah, yes thanks. absolutely that was amazing and also I feel like there's so many thank yous but it's just been an amazing journey and I as I said I love this setting so I would recommend you definitely go out and buy it I know some people were unsure about whether trying Ravnica but I think it'll add a whole new level to your game and add totally new playing styles to the game which is which is amazing for me so please remember to rate and review us on your favorite podcast apps share us with your friends share dungeon delve with your friends dungeon delve with your friends share the other podcasts with your friends let's grow the rpg podcast community and as always have a most amazing week filled with adventure All right. One, two, three. Clap. What are you guys doing? <laughs> the fuck? We're the one. Huh?